Hi, this is Gabe, a.k.a. The Horror Tribble, from Ghouls Next Door, and you're listening to The Black Tribbles. Yeah. Previously on The Black Tribbles. Back where it all began. Also follow us at Black Twitter. Or Black Twitter. Yes. It's yeah. not just Black Twitter, guys. Twitter. <laughs> now it's Black, Black Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. It's we called Twits. Yeah, black people now have their own their Twitter. Their own Twitter, yeah. Twit old bitties. Where you can use less letters <laughs> to get your point across. You only get 13 characters to get the point across. U-B-I-C-U body B-R-B. Just lots of yummies. Yummy, yummy. You know what I'm talking about? Yummy, yummy, John. I'm saying. I had to explain yummy to somebody one time. That's difficult. The greatest phrase in human history. Because you take six letters, you take a sentence of six words and break it down to six letters. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean. That's beautiful. Yeah, I mean. That's beautiful. Only black people can come up with that. It is your black triple. Seven is a number, both prime and divine. Seven yeah. is a number, both prime and divine. Seven is a do. number, both prime All and divine. Seven is a number, Check both prime and divine. United like the Justice League. We unlimited. Five transformed into seven. Magnificent amalgamation. Super Saiyan, we ain't playing. 106.5 is the radio station. Triple Nation is the name of the tribe. 610-267-215. All around the globe in every area code. Online, on air, whatever the mode. Days and nights, live or recorded. Listeners rewarded with the rawness. Keeping it flawless like a Batman plan. Jedi flips or a Spider-Man handstand. Peace to every geek we stand for. From Kronos to the bottle, city of Candor. We about to catch wreck. Turn up your set, black triples on deck. Y'all know what time it is. Black triples in your area. Let's go. to you from the beautiful studios of WPPM 106.5 FM. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and kittens, children of all ages, put your hands together for a brand spanking Saturday morning summer edition of Black Tribble. Yeah, 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 yeah. We in here, yeah, yeah. My name is the Bat Tribble. And as always, I'm joined in this lovely studio by... Yo, believe it or not, rise about your cot. Coming in hot like a set of fresh Bantu knots. It's your girl Kennedy, also known as that Mikey Chick, better known as Stormtrooper. Sometimes I got them bars. What's good? Yo, check it out. Peep it. Yo, it's the cat with vigor, and I lay up in the joint like an action figure. Trust me, you don't want me to come at you, but I'm a little bit bigger and a little bit larger. Tony up in this joint, I'm like a charger. And what's happening? You need to go ask Roger. It's your man, our son, the voice of reason. Super triple in the jerk. Yeah, you know I mean, what up? Well, I don't have any fresh rhymes for y'all, but I do have this fresh dude. Hey, <laughs> let him know what it is. 
So it is your normally green hair bombshell, but today we go on traditional blonde hair bombshell. Your girl Ariel, aka the Amalgam Tribble, aka Bruce Leroy Tribble. Show enough. In the building. And uh, hey, it's uh me, cousin Muscles. What's up, y'all? Super Saiyan Tribble. Gotta go. Doctor Collar's up in the joint. Doctor. <laughs> hey yo, Isaiah. Somebody said that you look like a manager at McGrimmis's. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> Get down! Shots fired! Oh, oh, oh. oh Lord! <laughs> Deathstroke is on the roof, shooting through the building. <laughs> Dead shots in the basement, shooting up through the floors. I was not prepared for that. <laughs> not prepared for that. Bullseye shooting from a helicopter six miles away. Good God! You know when you try not to laugh and it makes it worse? Nope. Like, oh, Lord. Oh, I'm hit. It's Saturday morning summer, ladies and gentlemen, coming to you tonight here on Black Tribbles. And as always, we got our intern Tribble, Dante. He's firing up the Facebook Live as well as we are streaming live on YouTube, youtube.com slash Black Tribbles. Check out that live stream that's going on. We're going to have fun tonight. It's Saturday morning, summer, all summer long. Tonight, we're going to be getting into the Saturday mornings of... Steven Spielberg. So that means we're going to be t- talking about, I guess we'll touch on Tiny Tunes and, you, you know, said that like it's Animaniacs Ugh, and Hysteria. Hysteria and Pinky in the Brain. But we're also going to be talking about some Freakazoid. 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 He's here to save the nation. So stay tuned to the station. And bringing that topic to us, ladies and gentlemen, is none other than the full killer triple himself in the building. Big Tom Moore. He had to do the intro because I can't top what just happened here. <laughs> and I don't have no hair to dye. So, you know. What's up, Tom? Hello. Hey, guys. Great. It's been great. I haven't seen you in a while and I missed you. And I can't wait to talk about stuff. Cartoons and, you know. Everything. Oh, we're going to get it in. We did are going to get it in. We did warn you to keep it clean. I know how you get. Ooh, look at his face. He's like, ah. Oh, yeah, I know. I get filthy when I talk about cartoons. I don't know yeah, what to tell you. Right. It's very blue. Yeah, it gets filthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It gets dirty. Yeah. yeah, no Fritz the Cat tonight. <laughs> this is this is FM. This is, we're not on G-Town anymore, bro. Oh, it's, it's, okay. it's FM. Now, if, for all of you out there who's checking us out on Facebook as well as on uh, YouTube, if you'll notice... We got some we got we got other guests here on the table. We got vintage action figures in the building. I mean, we've got we've got and now now these are all from the private and I do mean private <laughs> <laughs> private collection of one intern triple Dante. He's got he's got Voltron team Voltron in the building. Um Oh, how I wish the Spider Tribble were here because not only do we have Silverhawks in the building, um, I said Silverhawks. That usually is somebody's cue to give me a. Silverhawks. Thank you. But I couldn't do it because I've never even seen that show. You never saw Silverhawks? No. Wings of silver, yeah, nerves I, of steel. Y'all have talked about Silverhawks so many times, and I was like, that is a. And they never even showed you? I've never seen it. That's magnificent. Well, there's Silverhawk right there. Okay. 
That, that there he is right there. He he he's seen better days. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's this little battle worn. Yeah, right. It's real life battle damage. Yeah, he, obviously. So he it was, took hours to painstakingly detail these figures. He's mostly silver Hulk. Yeah, yeah he, he he silver plated Hulk. He's, oh, he's he's. Well, she, he point, he's point out silver Hulk. She he said he's she may not even know which Hulk. one. Yeah, I don't know who I'm looking which, at. Which which silver Hulk is that? Dante, go ahead and show Ariel which and and get on the microphone. Which which silver Hulk do we have in the building? So this is bluegrass. Bluegrass, so that's the that's the uh, the country music guy, right? Yeah, bluegrass was was awesome because he didn't talk, but so he like spoke it in, in music. Yeah. yeah, and his his weapon was, was like a this was a guitar. Yeah, so he would like shoot like sound waves. It it was amazing, like conceptually, just the most bizarre thing ever. And he had like a hat and all, and he's got mm. a little bandana, and that was his I'm name. Trying to figure bluegrass. out how you came up with the band thing. Yeah, that's how. That's Wait, that was how it was. So this is the show where the. The black guy's the little gold guy. Yeah, that's, hot the, wing. that's the one hot with hot wing. wing. Yeah, that's too much. <laughs> right, <laughs> that was his name. Uh, fun story: Bluegrass was voiced by Larry Kenny, aka Lionel Tribble. Oh yeah, oh. that's right. Yeah, yes, the voice of Lionel. And then we have the boss from Silverhawks there, complete with his uh, with his eagle. Yeah, what was his name again? A uh, boss. He was boss. Yes. Well, that was just his name. Boss Hawk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look here, boy. <laughs> yeah, right. Them hawks, them hawks. <laughs> a, Just a good old bird. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for somebody checking no my arm. I'm here for you. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then we got Exo Squad. We got original Exo Squad in the building. Exo Squad. Yo, I junk. forgot all about Exo Squad. That show was so dope. That was a great show. I kind of remember the toy. I didn't even. I don't remember that it was actually a show. Wasn't it like? Oh, that? Yeah, it was a show. It was like kind of a post dystopian future where humanity was a minority and the aliens had taken over and the uh, human beings were seen as vermin and it was kind of like a human uprising kind of thing. Uh-huh. I don't think they were enslaved, but we definitely weren't first class citizens. We weren't happy. This. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And then all the way over there, the last we have th- this golden caped figure who is actually from, is that from the Knights of the Round Table? Um, Dante, is, is that actually, but that's not King... Uh, that is King Arthur. Oh, so that's King Arthur from the Knights of the Round Table, which is like this futuristic kind of like tale of like uh, Arthurian um, lore. And I know the Spider Triple, he was a huge fan of that show. And now he's in the building. So it's almost like Spider is here once Yay. again. There you go. So, so Dante, so, and this is not even a fraction of your collection, if I'm correct, Dante, because you say you have something like, like over a, what over 500 action figures? Easy. Look, don't be embarrassed now, bro. You didn't bring all your silver yeah, yeah, so um, I couldn't bring it, but I would have. I would love to like bring in the Castle Lions and uh, the Hall of Justice from like DC Superpowers. <sighs> but I have like most of the Marvel Legends that I collect. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah, because you, if you bring it in, there's a. You ain't leaving safe. You might not. Sorry, bro. And you I get, like you. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I think you're one of human beings. It's being. not personal. But <laughs> you'll have to die. Getting <laughs> <laughs> Captain Power is such an ugly word. Oh. Get, you'll have see, to perish. Is that better? Better. There you go. Okay. Better. There you go. <laughs> Cancel Christmas. I kid, I kid. More or less is what they're saying. I'm like the only one that had Captain Power. And does anyone even remember that? I remember Captain Power. Yeah, you, I would, Captain Power. you would watch the TV show and you had a ship and you would aim at the TV show. Yeah. And at a certain point, it would fire a signal and the ship would blow up. Yeah. And that's why I'm sterile now. <laughs> but, but I had a. It was an amazing interactive thing. <laughs> what? You don't even remember that? Uh-huh. 
No, sorry. It's a yeah. little bit too much radiation. Exactly. I was like, wait, how is this working? How's the? Uh, <laughs> what is going on? That is crazy. That, well, thank you, Dante. Thank you for bringing us in. That, that's real love. We appreciate that. Man, Exo Squad. Boy, listen. Throwback. We got some emails, Tribbles. Ooh. Emails to emails. What, what to emails? Jason Brown hit us up in regards to our Ships Ahoy episode. Oh. He said, hello, love the podcast and all things Black Tribbles. Thank you. He wants to know. Love you too. Where can I see Isaiah's picture as cyborg from Momocon. I heard him talking about it on the podcast and realized that I need that in my life. Look at you fulfilling people's needs. So where so where can they check you? Because you were you were like spot on cyborg at Momocon. Oh, thanks, y'all. For real, I was like really nervous trying to portray that that character. Um, but no, if you want to go check the picture out, there are actually some on our homepage on Instagram. Uh, there's definitely one with me and a, a woman version of All Might, and as well with the cosplayer uh, Kira, please. And then if you just want to go to my own personal page, there's plenty of cyborg stuff there, uh, and that's just at Isaiah Luck on Instagram, and it'll be there. You know what? You you repped All Might, and I have a question for you, real quick. All right. All right. What's up? Because you know how historically everybody has always had this thing out there about um, Goku from Dragon Ball yeah. versus Superman, right? Okay. So, and 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 I, and I don't care about that. Okay. But who would win between Goku and All Might? Goku would trash All Might. Oh wow! Okay. Wow, yeah. he didn't even like, like you didn't, didn't even finish his sentence, dog. Uh, you yeah, didn't even like I don't have to like even think about that. Goku would trash All Might. However, All Might's the better hero. There's a difference. I mean, there's power, but then there's also ideals, and All Might is the better ideal person. Hmm. I've never been that sure about anything. Right? He yeah, the way like, he nope. answered that thing. <laughs> he was waiting his What's whole in life your hand? for somebody asking that. It's my world. Come on. I'm a shonen home. It really it's is. Good. It's all it's true. All right, good. All right, so that's good. I, I, I wondered, I asked, and now I know. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Appreciate you, dog. Uh, let's see. I think. All right. Yeah, I know I had another uh, email. This is from Brand New Entertainment. Brand new. Uh, uh, specifically, Tyquel Williams. Tyquel Williams. Brand new. Now he, he asked some other questions that we'll, we'll get to offline, but he, he wanted to give a shout out. He said, after listening to a few episodes of the podcast, I felt universally connected through the mission and the message of the Black Tribbles. I'm very nice. much so a black nerd that is also down for the cause and was looking for others to connect with creatively and then he, he sends us an inquiry about connecting with him creatively which we will have to investigate but that was a nice little shout out from Aww. him so ups, appreciate that and Mo Poplar who actually was here in the, in the building from all the way from Los Angeles La La Land yes he sent us an, e- an email in regards to uh, the audio commentary that Randy and I, along with JD and Noel of Cold Pop, put up just the other day, our film commentary for Batman from 1989. He sent us an email and says, really liked Audio Tribbles. That's the name of the show. And his email is very s- simple. It says, please do more as your bandwidth <laughs> permits and all that. Signed, Mo. Dope. So that's dope. Thank you very much, uh, 
uh, Mo. We appreciate that. We're glad that people enjoyed it. We had a great time talking about Batman 1989. Uh, so much fun. And we've put it out there to the fans, people that listen listen to that, for them to select what will be the next film that we review. We, I think we came. Didn't we come up with like? We came up with four. It was uh, Buckaroo Banzai. Woohoo! Oh God! Ooh, Flash Gordon. Flash mm. Gordon. Oh, um, Daredevil. Daredevil with Ben Affleck. With ben Affleck and uh, goodness gracious, what was the other one? Oh crap! I don't remember because I don't know if I cared because I wanted to do either Buckaroo Banzai. It's a two horse race. Yeah. Yeah. I tried to watch Buckaroo Banzai with JD. That is such a magnificently weird movie. I love it. You know, I love you know we were on the yeah. same page yeah. with that one. Oh, yeah. He didn't get it. And yeah. I was like, oh. Yeah, a lot of people just don't get it. It's, it's slow. It's, it's amazing. It's called intentional pacing. Like, yeah, dude. It's and called every three, And every two seconds of that movie is hilarious. Hilarious, I say. It's a very dry humor, and it's very satirical. Uh, to me, it depends what your influences were, because if you read, like, Doc Savage... Or any of those old comics where the one guy was yeah, literally just dude. good at everything. Everything. Mm-hmm. And everything. you're like, that's not possible. Nope. You're doing brain surgery. Yeah. Now you're driving a car. No, now you're no. a karate champ. Then yeah. it's that hilarious to you. Eye. But he we don't have to come out like in the first anymore. two minutes of the movie. Listen, and if it that movie worked because it was Peter Weller. Yeah. Like, I'm not buying anybody else no. that can do, you know, rock star stuff and astrophysics stuff and save the world. And nah. Let no. me ask you this. What if Goldblum and Weller switched roles? Would it still work? I mean, you know how I feel about Big Zaddy Goldblum. <laughs> See, yeah. <laughs> you don't even know. <laughs> okay. All right. Ah. I, See, now, you know what? I, I'll, I'll give you this. I think it might be a little bit more interesting if Jeff Goldblum was... Especially at this point. Well, could, could, look, Jeff Goldblum does Jeff Goldblum... In every movie, yeah, he he, now did, he, he does. plays he the best Jeff to. Goldblum ever. When, when have when you ever seen? Not? When has he ever not been Jeff Goldblum? He turned up the Goldblum because, like, I just yeah, he definitely has. I just it saw up. if you saw the uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the '78 version with Donald Sutherland. Yeah, there's I would say 65 percent less Goldblum. Two <laughs> <laughs> degrees. Now with 65 percent less exactly. Goldblum, it, okay. it went up over the years. Okay, you're right. You're but, right about but, that. You, but kind of the way that Robert Downey Jr. is just Robert Downey Jr. now. If you look at him in Back to School, you can see a little bit, and then he just a little bit. optimized. The, the only thing I I remember him not being really Robert Downey Jr. which is kind of funny was uh, less Chaplin. than zero, and then he was just just way on drugs. But his like the character was a little different. No. See, no, see, no, I, see, I, I feel like he, I his was Chaplin, his defining role. Okay, was yeah, no, yeah, yeah, he did, he did kill it. Yeah, Chaplin. I think Robert Downey Jr. has actually done. It, in, in this person in his career, some fine acting. Yeah. And and now, yes, he's he leaning basically on like the Tony Stark right. in yeah. for a lot of his stuff. Um, sure. Although, but Jeff Goldblum. He's Vince Vaughn it. He, you Except know what, though? way better because Vince Vaughn could, couldn't couldn't pay enough followers to make him. Right, right. No, I'm just saying I mean? where they have that role and they just stick to that, that cadence. By the way, I see your chaplain and raise you a Tropic Thunder. 
Because Tropic yes. Thunder. Yes. Oh. Tropic Thunder was yes. absurd. No. Um, I feel like Tropi- his role in Tropic Thunder is extremely problematic. Oh. I love how everybody's just okay with the fact that he was in blackface so that movie. I'm so okay with that. No, not cool. I'm okay with the fact that he did it. He's a and was perennial line stepper. The, yo, dude. It's a hard note. Yeah, not only did he step that, he <laughs> step it, he kicked it. He was like lines. Yep, I hard time no. for lines. Hard he, no. was in, he, did, he was in Ian McKellen's Richard III, and he was completely out of place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In, the way, like, in the way that Keanu Reeves was out of place in Much Ado About Nothing. Right. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Dude, Shakespeare. Yo, I saw that movie and I was hot. I was like, how is he in everything? I want his agent. <laughs> Wait, he was being in Dracula. He's taking out the action figures here. Sorry. That's, that's, Jesus that's, Fury. That Keanu Reeves got you riled <laughs> up. We forgive Keanu Reeves because he is a delightful human being. No, I don't forgive him for Dracula. Good, no, he's a good boy. <laughs> I, I didn't mind him in Dracula. No, he was, what Dracula? But here's the thing. I'm, Bram I'm Stoker's with Gary Oldman and Winona Ryder. The Coppola yeah, version. Yeah. Coppola one. Oh, Even I, Coppola forgot about it. That's why he started making wine. <laughs> Has anybody... Where did this... Like all of a sudden, the whole internet is in love with Keanu Reeves. Where did that think, come I from? He's fifty-four. He's been around. I think yeah. we've all been in love with Keanu Reeves, but now we have the internet. Ah, no, okay. it was John Wick three. No, I know. No, I, John Wick three. John Wick three. I think John Wick three. I walked in that. I don't like. I don't like Keanu, and I didn't like the first John Wick. I walked out of that movie in tears, like. oh. What did I just see? <laughs> I was writing I a script. It was that I just true. went home and deleted it. It was, <laughs> you know what? I'm done. <laughs> yeah. What were you saying, Ariel? No, I was gonna say out of the John Wicks, I still think two is my favorite. Okay. But I loved Holly Berry in the third one. Yeah, she, she was kills a, She it. was a good time. She definitely kills it. I think she is worth, even if you don't like Keanu Reeves, which is. Well, I think not what happened. Okay. What happened with Keanu Reeves is, like you said, with the birth of the internet, you get more of a window into people's private lives. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people, you know, start sharing stories. And the stories that everybody universally have shared about Keanu Reeves is that he is 100% a extremely cool dude Mm -hmm. on the set. You could be a cool dude and be a terrible actor, though. No, but I'm just saying, he asked the question, where did this whole love for Keanu Reeves come? So I think Mm. that's... That's, that's where I that has happened. I love him as a human being. Yeah, he's, you can he's love a, him as a human. I'm not t- saying that he needs to eat crap and die. I'm saying, who told him he could act? He's not a very good actor, but he was good in John Wick. I'll say that. He's not a good actor. I think that as he's gotten older, he smartly has stayed in his lane. Yeah, he has. He absolutely has. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so I, I, I ain't gonna be mad at the brother. I mean, no. you know, there, there, there are worse there actors. There are worse there actors. There are worse so. than Keanu Reeves. Indeed. So it was all good. All right. There are worse actors, but he's like the most successful, terrible actor. Well, because That's he's a delight. Ben Affleck, to me, is the worst so successful, let him, terrible let him actor. Succeed. You know, he's got a good, good point there. Ben Affleck's not that ben great. Ben Affleck an actor, is terrible. And he's way but more. Ben Affleck isn't. He's way more successful than Keanu. He is. I don't know. That whole Matrix trilogy kind of set Keanu. No, Keanu's, Keanu's got bank. But. Ben, ben, Aff- ben Affleck has been... Ben Affleck but Keanu doesn't have anyway. bank anymore because he donated 70% of his Matrix proceeds to charity, so he doesn't have the bank. Okay, but when I'm you- saying he has the renown because of a series of successful franchises, mm-hmm. and that's something that Affleck doesn't have. But Aff- while Affleck doesn't have that, Affleck won... Still has his bank because he ain't don't know donate it because he problematic. To, uh, 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 true, but also but he, but he also uh, 
is more of a producer behind the scene than, than Keanu. So he's making bank off of that. Mm-hmm. He's a director. He's, a, he's, and an he's an amazing ma- director. He's a good yeah, director. Yeah, yeah, so he's, he's making he make he makes bank bank off of that. So as far as in Hollywood, he would be considered, you know, on probably on a higher status than Keanu. Mind you, they're pro- he's probably like a point nine and Keanu's a point seven. I mean, right, you're talking right. about a matter of inches, but I think Ben Affleck w- would be considered. Either way, you're right. Keanu's considered the better person, so he's certainly going to be the more loved. But just answering as far as more, whatever. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> it ain't us. So let's hope. Hey, let it out. 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 She is feeling herself. She's feeling no pain, ladies and gentlemen. I got, I got to hang out with, with Sailor Solar for a triple today, so I've got a little extra energy. Oh, boy. No, she will do that to you. <laughs> she will do that to you. Um, the Black Tribbles on Tuesday, this coming Tuesday, June 25th, yep. we are going to be at the Franklin Institute for their Science After Hours program. Yep, and yep. in celebration of this month, they are doing Pride this Tuesday, so it's going to be celebrating everything LB, LGBTQ at Science After Hours, and the Black Tribbles are going to be there. We're going to be having a, a lot of fun. We're going to be playing a, a game called Alliance, because what we want to do with all of the audience members out there that, that join us is find out whether or not you are a good ally to the LGBTQ community and in um in preparation for this kennedy and i have put a video out on instagram and twitter if you go to instagram or twitter at black tribbles right now you'll see that video where we're asking all of you in the tribble nation to tell us exactly what does a good ally to the lgbtq community look like what does that mean to be a good ally? Um, because some people have differing ideas of what that what that all looks like. We are going to be at the Franklin Institute on Tuesday, June 25th, and we're going to talk about it. We're going to have people there to help us break this down. We're going to have a whole lot of fun. We invite you to come and be part of this very special night. Go to blacktribbles.com. There's a link where you can find out more information and, and get tickets to the Franklin Institute Science After Hours. It's June 25th, Pride Night at the FI. Promises to be big fun. Always. And uh, if and if, and if that doesn't get you in the building, you'll want to come just so you can see Ariel's blonde hair in person. Because it is a thing. Let it's me, radiant. It, radiant. It literally radiant. Yes, I had to actually text Len because one of my customers, uh, well, actually, no, it wasn't a customer. It was the male lady, the male person. Um, <laughs> she, she was like, has anybody ever told you you look like the girl from Widows? And so she was talking about Cynthia Arrivo. Yeah. I was, I'm like, I hesitate with her last name. And I was, and I was like, no, but thank you. Cause she is fly. And then I had to text her and I was like, somebody just told me I look like your girl. <laughs> <laughs> are, are, are you, are you fellas aware of Cynthia Arrivo? You I should be. I am. Um, she was at, she was in a bad time at the, Grand, the the El, Royale. El Royale. Oh. And she yeah. sang in that, but then in Widow, she yeah. had the short blonde hair and she is like, Diesel, like I just, I'm just gonna trust if, his tone of voice. If you're listening, yeah. I just want to be your workout buddy. Extra thumbs up. I want up. abs like yours. 
I wish I had more thumbs. <laughs> no, whenever the guy's voice drops like an octave, I just believe. Yeah. Oh, hey, yeah, how you doing? A, oh, her. <laughs> oh yeah, she's yeah, that serious. Yep. Yeah, she is no. She's serious. The truth. She is the truth. She is. A, a, she might be the battling Lupita in my heart. The truth with two oofs. <laughs> <laughs> the truth. The truth. The truth with two oofs. I like that. The true oof. That is cute. That is very cute. Um, so, yeah, so we're going to have... Oh, man, I'm looking at a picture of her right now with the guns out. My God. Anyway. Um, wow. Len's having a man moment. I didn't even Google it because I know how I get it. Yeah, dude. It's <laughs> real. He'd be like, he's stroked out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, we have a piece of business, ladies and gentlemen. Tribbles, we have some business that we have to attend because, um, you know, unfortunately, but fortunately... Because good for her, one of our, you know, hailed members of Tribble Nation is going to be uh, taking a leave from the nation for a little bit, traveling out west. Um, you all know her. She is the writer of the acclaimed sci-fi comic book, book, CD, flashbang, uh, Rory Stills. She is actually going to be, I think, going out west. Is that right, Kennedy? It's true. LA, I believe. Yeah, out to LA. She's growing up. Our little Roar Triple is leaving the dad. Yes, she's uh she's she's leaving out there. Actually, to follow her dream, as you know, her dream uh, is to be a an accomplished and professional writer. So she's, she's going out to she's going out to LA as part, I believe, of of like a, a writer's workshop. Um, she's gonna be so successful. And we're not crying for her success. We're crying because we will miss her. She's gonna forget us. We are not going to let her forget us. Um, because she grows. Because we remember when she came to the first Octavia City, uh-huh. and she said that you know, oh my God, I was so uh, happy to hear about this, and this was the impetus for me to get back into writing. She had given it up, uh-huh. and she's been writing ever since. And she just released a flashbang, the comic book, the full length comic book. Um, so she's been doing workshops and stuff yeah, and teaching the babies. She has been. Cosplay. I remember when she was shy. Yes, that was years ago. <laughs> nothing shy about Rory anymore. Is this the little triple I can read? No. When did Rory. she grow to be so tall? We're going to miss you, dear. But we wish you luck out on the West Coast. Because you, Rory, we know that you will do all that you can to be all that you can be. Be the triple that you are, Rory. And know that your furry brethren will be right there. Right behind you. We'll be on your neck. That's a different song. Underneath your armpit. We're going to be everywhere. Don't leave me. I'll show up in your mailbox. Some of us will be in between your toes. Right there. Like Toe Jam was good. Because everywhere you go, Rory, the Tribbles will be with you. Pushing you on to bigger heights. (laughs) Bolder success. (laughs) 
And more money that you can donate to Philly Cam. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rory, go triple go. Go triple go. Handle your business. Thank you for being a friend. Whoa, whoa, yeah. <laughs> hey, so you started from the bottom, now you're here, girl. There's a pump right here. Inviting everybody, inviting everyone with new, 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 new. That's a full range of emotion just in that last two minutes. Yes. Yes, it was. I'm a complex individual. Yes, you are. Very much so. I'm so happy for Rory. We're so proud of you. Go on. Go, triple go. Go, triple go. Most definitely. <laughs> Okie dokie. All right. Um, wow. The time has flown, and it is already 9.30. And it's time for us to get into the Saturday morning summer. Here on the Black Tribbles. And we're going to be talking about some Freakazoid, because that's what Tom said he wanted to talk about. Freakazoid, because Tom said, I used to be a Freakazoid. That's very specific. Jasmine, it's all lies. <laughs> now, Freakazoid, if I remember correctly, let me look this up because I had it. I had it here. Freakazoid is. Let's see. That was from nineteen. What? Yeah. Wow. Wow. How many episodes of Freakazoid do you think? Nineteen ninety-five to nineteen ninety-seven. Right. How many, Randy? Off the top of your head, yeah. how many episodes of Freakazoid do you think there were? Maybe I want to say two seasons, like about about twenty six, maybe. Yeah, twenty four se- twenty four episodes of Freakazoid, huh. which premiered on the Kids WB. WB. Remember Kids WB? Yeah. Yep. Yes. KWB was at work. That was at work. It was created by Bruce Tim and Paul Dini. Yep. 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 And the series chronicles the adventures of the character Freakazoid, a crazy superhero who battles with an array of supervillains. The show also featured many episodes of adventures of other bizarre superheroes. And it was produced by Steven Spielberg's Amblin Television and Warner Brothers uh, Animation. It was Steven Spielberg's third animated series. And this was, you wanted to talk about some, some Freakazoid, Tom. At, well, to me, um, we, we everyone had their own show that they talked about. And for me, growing up as a huge comic fan, there was this takeoff where a man, it, it was kind of like DC's The Creeper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah. instead of just becoming this maniacal superhero, he became a Jewish vaudeville comedian. Yeah. Because that's what all, all Spielberg's cartoons really go back to Jewish comedy and vaudeville, and that there's that. that that essence in there, so there'll be Henny, Jerry Lewis. Yep, there would be Henny Youngman jokes, and I'd be like, "Who's Henny Youngman?" My dad'd be like, "I don't, I don't know who that is." Why wow, your father didn't even know who? Henny yeah, yeah. Was. you know wow. what I mean. So, Freakazoid was this complete change of pace. I would be watching Superman, I would be watching other stuff, and then it would just be this goofy superhero, and they threw plot out of the window. They threw everything out of the window. Yeah, it was yeah, just gags, it. and it's just highly kinetic, and it stood out for me. I feel like. Because that had to, I, you said third. I feel like it had to be its fourth because Tiny Toons was first, right? Okay. Then Animaniacs. Right. Then Hysteria. A lot of people forget Hysteria, but I that was definitely in hysteria. there. 
Um, Pinky and the Brain, I kind of don't count because it's a spinoff, right? They were on the Animaniacs first and then had their own show. But in terms in terms of like original shows, right? By the time Freakazoid came around, I th- the energy from that show m- reminded me of like, okay, there's this person on the writing staff. They've come up with good stuff this whole time. Right, but right. It's always been super weird to the point where we can't incorporate it in this already weird stuff. But the writing is solid, so we got it. This kid's chomping at the bit. Like we just got to give him an opportunity to just go. And I feel like soup. Like feel like Freakazoid. Yeah. Was there a chance to just be like, go? Here, be that's free. perfect. Here, have fun. Just here's just, some stuff. Just here's some pictures here's for you to draw that are drawn around it. Go crazy. Here's a team. We got some in betweeners on standby if you need them. Like just do it because you can't. We can't put. Buster and Babs in this, right? Right. We can't. Dot's not doing this, okay? We that can't. That is perfect. That is actually, it's like the, look, the studio's getting shut down next week, kid. Just go So you nuts. may as well just do go it, ham. Do whatever we'll you want. Work. We'll see if it sticks. Right. See, but the, the thing to me is that I thought, well, the thing is that when it first started, Bruce, Tim, and Paul Dini, they, they wanted it to be a superhero show that was just funny. Right. But Steven Spielberg said, no, I want this to be just flat out comedy. And, and if you watch it, if I remember, I can kind of like remember, like somewhere like around the maybe the fourth or fifth episode. Yeah. It gets where weird. he just all of a sudden like there's barely a story. No, yeah. there's no story. Yeah, right. And, and, and then it just turns. It, it basically what turns into like you know Freakazoid just shows up and like you know let's just go. Right. It's a series of gags. Yeah, to, to the you, point where you forget that he's got an alter ego. Right. Yes. Like you rarely see him as a human being to the point where he'll be in an episode. And you're like, who, the who is, is this? he? Who's this guy? Yeah. Oh right, that's him. Wow, I forgot. That's your face. Yeah, I don't for even real. remember his name. You know what? Yeah. Keith Giffen had a had a character, the heckler. The heckler. Oh, yeah. And it was heckler. exactly the yeah, same. The it was same like way. it's all gags. There's no story. There's, there's no, no story nothing. Just about go. nothing. Yeah, they had because he had a couple really spooky villains, right? And there were some things that I mean, he was definitely one of those characters that was just down for everything, like willing to throw himself face first into whatever is going on. But whenever he established boundaries, I thought were the funniest moments, right? Because he had a problem with like swamp water, like sewer water. He called it poo water, right? They had to go under under the sewers to find something. So I forget, some superhero or villain or something. You know something happened. Right. Yeah. And they had to go into the sewer and whoever he had going with him was like, okay, this is gross, but I guess we're going to do it. And he was just like, oh, it's poo water. But like, bro, me. I just watched you ricochet yourself off of every wall in this building and pick this banana peel up off the floor That's and eat I it. like it. But you can't Walk in this, so it was just it was that kind of stuff. That's you just described me. Like I would do a hundred horrible things without it. it. I would not care. And then you'd be like, "All right, let's go through this grass." And I'm like, "Dogs poo in there." Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh no, baby, it can't be done. So you, you, so basically, what you're saying is you see yourself represented. I do see reason. myself represented because I'm like, "Yep, there's like three things. They rarely come up, but then I'm like, I don't eat bologna. Uh-uh. <laughs> I don't eat bologna. What are them chunks in there? How's there a purple chunk? What's that? No." Okay. Told you you were Freakazoid. Um, yeah. Freakazoid, the pro- protagonist of the series, he was the once geeky 16-year-old computer ace named... I do not remember Oh, I don't. Name, dude. So many concussions. Dexter Douglas. Oh, wow. wow. Who became Freakazoid from an overloaded pinnacle chip inside his computer. Because you got to remember, this is, yeah. this is, this is pre-internet, folks. Yeah, that's right. I remember that. He attends... 
Harry Connick High School. <laughs> See, that's just automatically funny. Because right. the thing that's it's even funnier about it is that it's not even Harry Connick Jr. High right. School. Right, it's, it's his dad. That's his pop. That's amazing. And to transform into Freakazoid, he, he says... Freak out. Freak out. Then Nile Rogers shows up. And then... The- <laughs> Inexplicably, always in the back. Now it's just in the back with the white suit on. <laughs> the freak, just see. And then, and then, and then to uh, change from Freakazoid back to Dexter, he would say, "Freak in." Very good, Dante. De- see, this is why he is. Yeah, he's the man. He, he's, he goes to all the uh, the the trivia contests, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Dexter and Freakazoid sometimes. Bootlegs. Sometimes they identify as separate identities and other times consider themselves in the same person. Freakazoid's catchphrase was all nut bunnies. Oh, God. Uh, I don't remember that. I don't remember that at all. Yeah. Well, that's, 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 How do you not remember that at all? This is your suggestion, fool. I don't even remember the suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> Point. Point. Bro. Now, you said that he had some, some crazy... Um, Villains. Yeah, I'm going to read some of weird. the. They were just weird. I'm going to read some of these villains. You tell me which ones you want to hear more about. Okay. I'm probably all of them. I'll tell you right now. Yeah, just, well, so just. All right. So the first one is the lobe. Oh yes, <laughs> I remember that. Yep. Who's <laughs> a super? He's a super genius whose entire head appears to be a giant brain. Because yeah. David Warner did the voice. That's right, David yep, Warner. Yep. However, despite his high intellect, he has very low self-esteem. Once even having a scheme foiled by Freakazoid simply insulting the plan, despite actually being impressed by it. Um, Aww, <laughs> the lobe sounds like me, guys. <laughs> Let's see. Then we have Cobra Queen, who was a former shoplifter whose encounter with an experimental cosmetic left in the sun too long transformed her into a cobra woman with command over snakes and other reptiles what what does that have to do okay sure from makeup that's a that's a stretch that's a whole stretch armstrong Mm -hmm. reach my guy like i need more receipts (laughs) uh let's see there's cave guy yo i remember that yep Okay. He is a thuggish blue caveman with upper class diction, mm-hmm. education, mm-hmm. and a and taste who speaks in stereotypical wasp tone. <laughs> and cave, and <laughs> cave guy's real name is Royce Mumphrey. That's all I know. Uh, oh, and he has an odd fear of Klingons. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What? Just random, right? Yo, could he even say that on there? Like, that's a whole bunch of lies. Although, Steven Spielberg was they really got with Paramount. They got bloody murder. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm they pretty sure because Paramount owns Trek, they got away with it. They got away with everything. Jeez. <laughs> There's a villain called Arms Akimbo. <laughs> <laughs> who was a... <laughs> See, that's a sign of a good show. When you can say a name, and we just started, he went to Honey Harry Connick High School, and we just started laughing. That's a good show. Arms Akimbo. Arms Akimbo! Is a spoiled model turned extortionist who, after years of posing, was left with his arms frozen in a jaunty pose, hands on hips. 
<laughs> See, if he could have got that makeup, he could have controlled snakes and had two things going. When he, when he fights, he strikes with his oversized elbows. I gotta. I'm looking. Please, please, okay. please, please, Wait. please, please. Here's the really bizarre part. That's the bizarre part. Yeah. No, no. no. I wrote that in a verse that I was standing with my arms akimbo, and I wrote it, and I was like, "Why does that mean something?" <laughs> this is why. Wait, let me see. I remember. Yeah, yeah I remember this Yo. dude. Yeah, yeah. His arms stuck out really. Far. Yeah, dude. His villain. Put it on like, the camera. Put oh it on the camera. Oh my god. Where does it get suits? Because that's yeah, right. That's where my <laughs> Yo, mind goes. <laughs> His sleeve, length, his sleeve length is like a yeah. 77. More. It sounds More. like somebody who would be in the rogues gallery for like the tick and Arthur. Yes. Yeah, no yeah there's a lot of tickishness in this. So he cannot move his arms at all? No, not at all. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so I'm just wondering how he's living his life. Like, <laughs> Terribly. Like there's, there's, there's some like... Uh, Logistic questions you have? Yeah, some logistics. There's some hygiene questions henchman. I have. There's a whole lot. The answer to all your questions is henchman. Elbow grease. He calls them the elbow grease. <laughs> collectively. He got one like called the Borg. Nooks and, one called Nooks and one called Crannies. Hey. <laughs> I, I feel like I missed out. I remember this show, but I don't think I watched this show. Exa- no one did. That's why. You know. Yeah, that's why it only lasted two seasons. Barely two seasons. Well, I don't know. Barely. With, with cartoons, I feel like cart- you always think oh, cartoons lasted man. forever, and it was always just like, Because you were a oh, kid, yeah. Yeah, it was only 20 episodes. Oh, that's <laughs> and you just saw them all like, like a thousand exactly. times. Like, I could have sworn that. That was Eat the Cat. I saw the same episode yeah. like 10 times, and I was still happy. <laughs> Eek the Cat, Courage, yep. Cowardly Dog, they were like that. Yeah. Yeah, but Courage ran for actually for a few seasons. Yeah, it's true. Eek was like, Eek was maybe like. Sar- like had like three Saturdays. <laughs> Eek <laughs> and had we just, I think Eek actually was just a Saturday morning special that just kept getting brief. <laughs> that was so long that they were able to chop it up in the different episodes. <laughs> run, run that run that title page real quick. But I'm, I'm sorry. I'm almost 40. When them stinking bears come on, I just start crying <laughs> laughing. <laughs> oh, no. Here comes the, the giant that eats people. And I, I just start laughing. So, yeah. My bar for amusement is low. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Uh, there's another villain called Eye of Newt, a strange one-eyed creature with a hairstyle resembling uh, politician Newt Gingrich. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Here's the political. I was political jokes was for little in. kids. Which is funny because Newt Gingrich is still roastable. Oh, yes. He will never not be roastable. There's also Dr. Mystico, a mad scientist who turns orangutans into human-like beings. Um... That's not that far off the Who seeks either. to take over the world, though he keeps always settling for Cleveland. Yo, it sounds like our president right now, yo. Like, I keep telling you that that dude is a Who hybrid. Is Marvel had, like, Red Wizard, and he had an army of apes, and he would try to take over the world. The Red Ghost. Red yeah, Ghost. the Red Ghost. Red Ghost. So I'm like, yeah. 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 Similar kind of dude. Yeah, that's sad. Although my my favorite, uh, and I'm looking at the same thing you're looking at, Len, is the, the Nerditor. Oh, yeah, the nerditor, yeah. Uh, it was a man who planned to kidnap all the nerds in the world, which also included Steven Spielberg, and absorb all their knowledge to become a super nerd. His plan succeeded until Freakazoid convinced him of the downsides of being a nerd. The nerditor discontinued his plot. He was last seen kidna- kidnapping good-looking but vapid airheads. <laughs> it's kind of redundant, isn't it? Vapid airhead? They, yo, th- th- that's the, gr- the great thing about <laughs> the show, man. That's what you got out of that. They- <laughs> They were like, all right, what is the most ridiculous thing we can come? All right, put that in there. I feel, like Conan this, O'Brien. I feel like this entire season was planned over a cipher. Yeah. <laughs> it was planned at a table like this, and then someone just wrote it down. 
I'm pretty sure things were passed <laughs> around in the circle. They were like, you know what? Yo, check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Yo, 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 watch this. It's a superhero, right? But he absorbs all the other nerd powers, right? He called the nerd nerd. <laughs> stop laughing. Listen, 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 listen. <laughs> listen, listen. Yo, yo, pass that, pass that. Listen, listen. He, he gets smarter by absorbing other nerds. And if you incorporate Spielberg in that joint, he's going to love it, which means it's going to happen. Yeah, son. <laughs> Say words, son. Then I thought he was writing a drama. This is a good one. Armando Guterres. <laughs> the eye patch wearing man whose company Apex Microchips, not to be confused with Apex Digital, designed the faulty pinnacle trip chip responsible for Precozoid's oh, yeah. creation. Um, physically, Guterres resembles Rocalto Motoban, who provides the character's voice as well. At times, he shows similarities to Khan from Star Trek 3. Nice. In fact, two. one of his uh, two, excuse me, one of his recurring jokes is demanding others to laugh with him. When he fell to his supposed doom, he asked Freakazoid to scream with him. <laughs> stretching, just, stretching here. They reaching real hard. Can I just add that Ricardo Monobon was a great Bane in the in the, the Batman animated series? He was a really good Bane. I don't think he voiced Bane. In, I don't think he. Was I don't Bane. think he voiced Bane in in, um, in in the Batman animated series. I don't uh, believe so. I could be wrong. Hold on. Because they got a lot of old people to to, to come back. You know. Well, they did. I mean, you ain't got said like that though. They were old. <laughs> but um, I I don't think it was called to multiply. But I could be. I could Let be me wrong. Look at, I'll, I'll, you know. I'll I could source be, that. Henry, Henry Silva, right? All right, Henry uh, Silva. Oh God, Henry Silva, who was an guy. old actor. Holy smokes, was that dude a ham? Yeah, he, he, he was creepy looking. Oh, he was scary was looking. looking. All he had to do was show up. Like he didn't have to yeah. say anything. Yeah, he really was. Was he the guy in in Ghost? No, it wasn't him. It was a different guy. No, he was a ghost dog. dog. It was. Yeah, he yeah, was, was one, the, one of the three. Uh, one of the, the old guys in Ghost yeah. Dog. Yeah, yep. yeah. Oh man, he was so good. Like, what just happened here? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, so Freakazoid was definitely a thing. Um... And he had a villain where he was on a campsite and this guy had a candle. Uh, that was Candlejack. There he is. Candlejack. That was spooky. Candlejack is a supervillain with a burlap sack over his head called the Boogeyman, the for real one. He abducts people who says who say his name and ties them up with rope, apparently because he's a nut. Although he prides himself on being scary. Here's where the weed comes in. He has a weakness for pie. And always seems to enjoy watching F Troop. <laughs> Yo, the very specific, what? like, you're not talking to the adults of At every all. child that's watching this show. You're talking to about 35 adults yes. at any given time. Right, exactly. What? Exactly. Who? And mind you, those 35 adults, only five of them know what F Troop is. Yeah, right? right. Like, F Troop? Really? And three of those five got kids in the demographics to be watching this with anyway. The other ones are watching it themselves. It was a show for nobody. Yeah, two of those five are in this room right now because <laughs> I know F-Troop, and I know Len knows F-Troop, and that's about it. Yeah. Yes. You know F-Troop? Yeah. Oh, my God. That is the... Holy crap. That is phenomenal. Very Candlejack specific. was spooky, though. I remember him being unnerving. I, I remember, can imagine that being scary. I remember um, Freakazoid being unnerved by him. You know what I mean? All the other ones, he just kind of was goofy around, and his goofiness 
would ultimately serve him to defeat whoever he was up against. But Candle Jack was, was creepy because in the way that you say Candyman's name five times and you get snatched, it was a kind of like that urban legend kind of thing. When you're a kid watching that, you yeah. know, to, to hear someone be like, Candle Jack, like they almost couldn't finish the sentence before nope. they would get snatched. Nope. Looking at that, I was not built for that as a kid. No. Do you remember this character from Freakazoid? This is not a villain. He's just a, 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 a sometime character. Handman. What? Handman. Freakazoid's brief right-hand man, he is yep. quite literally just a painted face on Freakazoid's right hand. Yep. Oh, but it was an actual painted <laughs> face, though. It wasn't animated. It was somebody's hand. Who has great difficulty pronouncing Freakazoid's name correctly. <laughs> <laughs> he fell in love and married Hand Girl, a painted face on Freakazoid's ha- left hand. <laughs> Just dumbness. So much cocaine. Oh. <laughs> dumbness. That, that was the shrooms. That was the shrooms. That was the episode when the shrooms kicked in. Yo. That was that was the guy just just waiting for Steven Spielberg to give the okay to make the the R-rated freakazoid. He's like, cause I'm ready. Yeah, right. I'm say the ready. Word, boss. Just Put say the coach. word. I got the Put I got, me in, coach. I got the whole backstory. Put I got me the, in. I got the movie. Yo, so check this, right? <laughs> this, this was like when they got they found out season two was starting, but that was going to be it. They're like, okay, yep. well here we go. No bullets left and, in this gun. Yeah, right. <laughs> Let's see what we got here. Hand man, sure, why not? Yeah, hand man, that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. Um, he also he also had like like real life people would show up on this show. Leonard Maltin, Henry Kissinger. Uh, <laughs> Steven Spielberg, Bill Clinton, um, they went. They went. Paul Harvey. They. 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 they Barbara. Who Paul Harvey? Barbara Streisand also made a number of appearances, um, but Barbara Streisand also made a very memorable appearance on South Park, if I remember correctly. She showed. Up, she used to show. I know she showed up on uh, Animaniacs at least once. Oh, Animaniacs. Well, you know, here's the thing. Freakazoid was great. Right. Well, it was good. I'm not going to say it was great. Right, right. It was good. It was unique. I think it was more unique yeah. than like, I'm not going to sit here and say it was a great show, but it was yeah. memorable. It was, it, yeah. It's memorable. If you watched it, it was memorable. You know, you yeah. remember like, oh, and like this, this sounds better than I kind of remember it being. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> so now I kind of want to see it. it yeah. You know, it'll probably be diminishing returns. But the Steven Spielberg Saturdays, like Tiny Toons. Tiny Toons was just okay. Tiny Toons was basically like a generational reboot. Yeah. Right. It was yeah. like you, they were trying right. to like like you said, uh, come up with the next Bugs Bunny with a, with a little bit of uh, MTV sprinkled on top of it. Right. That's what everybody was Maybe watching. Maybe I thought then. more of it. I thought cuz at the times when they had the full ensemble, when they had all four when they had like Plucky and then they had the Pig, like their chemistry when all four of them together was really great. They just yeah. spent all the time with the two bunnies. And I wasn't that that interested in two of them. Um, they, because my sisters loved Tiny Toons. It was right. like for them and their age group. You know, what Plucky I mean? was the duck. Yeah, right. yeah. I, I, was the squid? Who Hampton? was the, the the pigs? Hampton. Yeah. Hampton. Hampton. Yeah. Hampton. They and all they all had like spins, right? It was Buster and Babs. Right. There were no bunnies. Relation. Right. Uh, Plucky Duck, Hampton Pig. Um, Montana Max right. instead of Yosemite Sam. Yeah, right. Um, who else? There, wasn't there? A, wasn't there like a? a there was Go Go instead of Taz. Right. No, Go Go. It wasn't Taz. It was, it was Dodo. Um, Dizzy Devil. Devil. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought, wasn't Go Go the Road Runner? No, Go Go was uh, the Dodo. Right. 
which was a really short-lived Looney Tunes character. Okay. Uh, um, that I think Daffy encountered a couple times. Just weird, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. uh, Gogo was like the, I guess, younger version of of that. Um, geez, Elmira. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Oh um, yeah. But, uh, but I don't know who she was. Was she Yosemite Sam? No, Montana Max was Yosemite Sam. Elmira was probably like uh, um, uh, uh, Elmer Fudd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, okay. yeah, you're right. Yeah. I don't know how I missed that. Uh, but oh, oh, my God, Elmer, Elmira, yo! Yeah. Oh, you, you never saw that? You never got it? The light bulb just went <laughs> <laughs> The two light bulbs, but mine's flickering. I'm like, oh, it's, oh no, it's gone. No, but, uh, yeah, that's it. Okay, so you had Buster, Babs, Pucky, yep. um, Hampt. You, you, I, 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 I don't believe in, you never and saw that. And and that makes sense. So whereas he wanted to hunt the animals, she wanted to love them. Right. Exactly. Then kill them. Right. Yes. You had uh, Fifi La Fume. Right. Yeah. Um, Shirley the Loon. Dizzy. Who? What? Who was she supposed to be? Shirley the Loon was the female duck counterpart. Yeah. They she, tried to make uh, it okay. gender um, acceptable as well. Right. You had Dizzy Devil. Uh, Furball. Who was a, instead of Sylvester? Right, uh, Sweetie Pie, who was a pink canary, mm-hmm. Calamity Coyote, a bluish gray coyote. I'm the weeds now. Little Beeper, and yeah, then oh Beeper, yeah, that was right. the roadrunner. And then Go Go Dodo, mm-hmm. the zany green dodo. Yes. And then you had the two human characters, Montana Max and uh, El Elmira Duff. Who were seen as the, Of uh, course. I didn't know her last name was Duff. I would have put it together before today, guys, had I known. <laughs> I, I, I still wouldn't have. I That's wouldn't, what they all say. I wouldn't have been no daggone 35 before I realized. <laughs> <laughs> now, I didn't know. I, didn't, I don't remember. There was a character, Mary Melody, who was a young African-American human girl. On yeah, show. Oh, I remember her. Did she, I think she had like a yellow bow in her hair or something. Yeah, she yeah. was very short-lived and yeah. obviously voiced by Cree Summer. <laughs> no, she, she was... Uh, <laughs> she wasn't? Oh, you're right. She was voiced by Cindy McGee in her debut and then Cree Summers uh, <laughs> of af- course. after that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't remember her. Because I feel like... She they was don't have like a, two. Like I, I remember the visual. Like now that we're talking about it, but she wasn't popular. Like? Mary Melody. Mary Melody. Like the Mary Melodies. Oh, and they say her name, of course, a, a parody on Mary Melodies, like and that she first. may be based on Granny, as with the other human characters in the series. She attends. Why the little black girl gotta be somebody's grandmother? Why we always gotta be the mammy role? Whoa, what the whoa, hell whoa, is whoa, this? whoa, 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 whoa! Says Melody also sometimes hangs out with Babs. All right. She is. Uh, um, you know, uh, I don't play with that. <laughs> she has a sweet disposition with almost everybody and is also a bit more realistic about her surroundings than her human counterparts. So she she seems like she was kind of like the one that was kind of like like the real. The sassy black friend. Well, no, she said The real black friend. Well, no, she sounds like she may have been like the more realistic human being. In the room, mm. I don't think it's necessary. Because even Almira wasn't convinced. like a real. I don't feel like you're convinced. Being. Yeah, Almira and Montana were like totally I feel like, you're like convinced. Mm. Yeah. Well, I don't even remember Montana. I gotta look this up. He was the the kid who had all the money, and he yeah. was like yeah. super, super like he was obnoxious rich. Right. Like think Richie Rich. Oh, with but the snaggle crappy. tooth. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. The tooth is what sealed it. Yes. Didn't care about the money. Dead teeth. And who was he? Who was his counterpart? Yosemite, Yosemite Sam. Sam. Yosemite Sam. Okay. Because he was greedy. 
See, I like Tiny Toons. My only thing about Tiny Toons, and this is me being an animation head, mm-hmm. after like about, I think, either the first or the second season, the it's animators, because the, yeah. the animators went off to do Animaniacs and the other ones, and mm-hmm. the animation wasn't as good. Nope. Okay. There was one... I don't know who's in charge of the animation style, whether that is the director or producer or storyboard artist or art director or what. But there were like three distinct styles on Tiny Toons after Animaniacs happened. And one of them was so cartoony in the way that you ever see cartoons do parodies of cartoons? Right. Mm-hmm. And it's just like really low quality and it's really boop, 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 right? Right, right, right. That's how those episodes of Tiny Toons were like it was just subpar because they I think they won a couple I think they won an Emmy didn't they because of animation excellence or something I think one of the reasons why all there there were so many Spielberg um, series is series I whatever Siri Siri <laughs> serums seriesums seriesums serums Siri uh, let's see <laughs> Uh, Tiny Toons won the Outstanding Animated Program in 1991. Um, I think Animaniacs won a year, too. Uh, and they won in 1993. Where they either took um, songs that our parents would know, you know, like Yakety Yak or something like that, and then like reboot it and spin it for the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, or they did like a, like a musical episode. So there were two different things that they tried to make it. All I know is that my sisters, again, we would watch that. My dad will tell you that Tiny Toons was the best babysitter he could have ever asked for. Because <laughs> my sister Devin would not stop moving. She was one of those hyper kids, and she would sit and watch hours of it. Hours. Yep. So Tiny Toons and cough syrup. Keep kids uh, right where you need there them. There was no cough syrup. Thank you, well, Tom. Well, Jeez. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was thinking out loud. Uh, Goodness. You're crazy. Um, Charlie Adler. He did a vo- he did the voice of Buster mm-hmm. Bunny. Now Char- Charlie Adler, for those who, who may not know, he is famously um, from. He's done tons of voice acting. He was in Rocco's Modern Life, Ah Real Monsters, um, a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, in the third season, he actually left the show um, because he was mad that there were people who had smaller roles oh. who got roles on Animaniacs, but then. Um, he couldn't get a role. He got skipped, and he ain't, he had a problem with it. I ain't like that. Speaking of Animaniacs, let's jump to any Animaniacs. But first, it's the top of the hour, ladies and gentlemen, which means that you know you're listening to WPPMLP Philadelphia. And at the top of the hour, it's time for our features. And let's get started with our very first one right here. Did you not hear all those birds? I heard, look, I want my garden back. I heard the birds. That's not enough. 
<laughs> okay. So I'm out here with The my grass don't make no noise. What do you want me to do? <laughs> I'm out here with my stick and my handkerchief. <laughs> wow. Hitting the trains, just looking for a home. Oh, Jesus. Can of beans just chilling. <laughs> Gosh. Now I got to get like go get some <laughs> audio of planet Earth for her. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this one is actually like... Uh, Give a chick blonde hair. I, she wants the world. What? <laughs> hey, let him know. Let him know what day it is. Let him know. Let him know. Go ahead, go ahead, drip on him. Boop, boop. Go ahead, drip on him. Boop, boop. Drip on him. What does that mean? Listen here. Gold I, I, when I, as long as I'm blonde, gold. I expect the Cynthia Arrivo treatment. So that is where you have to meet me. That's where I, that's where I am. Look at this. Look at this. You give it triple a garden, and all of a sudden. She don't even want to be in the garden. You call this a garden? <laughs> <laughs> I would say this is more of an atrium glorified window box. Oh, these birds. I ain't going in there. <laughs> My blonde hair. <laughs> you don't see this fresh cut? Are you crazy? You see this dripping? Boop, boop? <laughs> Are y'all dumb? <laughs> anyway, back to the matter at hand. All right, so this one actually slipped past my radar. So uh, this week, the book is Self-Made, number one, uh, coming out of Image Comics, uh, published uh, on December 5th, 2018. Um, but I just stumbled across, across this today, actually. Um, let's see. When chaos besieges the kingdom of Arcadia, warrior, uh, warrior Amala Sitali sees it as her chance to escape her clearly defined role and to change her destiny, but she could never have predicted that it would also be her chance to confront her god. Uh, writer on the project is Matt Groom, and artists are M Marcelo Costa and Edgardo, Eduardo, I apologize, apologize Eduardo Ferragato. Um, yeah, this one, it's like, I don't even want to say too much about it, because I feel like anything I say could give it away. Um, cause it's, I definitely thought one thing was happening and something else was happening, but the something else was, I think a little bit more interesting. Um, so hmm. yeah, so it's, uh, yeah, definitely, uh, worth a look at, I, I think, uh, you will be surprised. It's definitely not what you think it is when you first, uh, crack the book open, but it, it grabbed me from, uh, the beginning and I was having a very uninspired week. I read a few things and nothing really uh, stuck out to me, so I started kind of shifting through the back issues, and I came across this, and now I'm sorry I missed it. Uh, but you don't have to miss it. Uh, you can get your copy of Self-Made Number 1 right here, right now on Black Tribbles. All you need to do is shoot us an email uh, at blacktribbles at gmail.com. Again, that's blacktribbles at gmail.com, and have the word self-made in the subject line, and this beautiful, lovely comic could be yours. That's a Back fly to cover. You, yeah, it is. That is a fly cover. Yeah. It, it, is, the, is the cover the same artist that did that on the interiors, do you know? Um, you know what? I can look. I'm actually not sure. Ooh. But that's a good, that's a cool book, yeah. uh, self-made. That can be yours, ladies and gentlemen. Just email us at blacktribbles at gmail.com. Put self-made in the subject line. First email we get, we'll receive this copy in the mail. Shout out to Crystal Sparrow, who picked up her copy of Angel today that she won from a couple of weeks ago. Ooh. 
free stuff? Come on, Triple Nation. How can you not love us? We put you on the new stuff, and we didn't give you the new stuff. We talk about old stuff that you love. We talk about new stuff in the old stuff that you love. We got the GM of McGrimmis' right here, you know what I mean, holding it down for us, making sure we all good, you know what I mean? Callbacks. Like, yes, and to confirm, the the interior artists are also the cover artists. Okay, that, nice. that's, yeah, I like that. You got uh, artistic consistency, you know what I'm saying? Come on, Triple Nation, you already know what to do. <laughs> Yeah, the and the art is throughout the book is beautiful, and I will say um, our protagonist is a woman of color. Hey, it's lit. You know I like, and she got us. She got a, a spear. I like when they be stabbing things. <laughs> very specific. I, I look. I like my women with weapons, and specifically swords and axes. Like I'm not a gun person, but if you can, you like big if, blades. I like big blades. <laughs> And I, I cannot lie. I like big blades and I cannot lie. Hey, this jaw strap to my fire. Hey, if you act up, I'm going to throw it real quick. You end up in your sternum like this. Hey. Team Axe Gang, hashtag Black Throwing. Nice. All right. My axe don't want none unless you got skills, huh? Hey. All right. We're done. Okay. Well, uh, let's duck under these birds, ladies and gentlemen, and let's get into a little... Bit of know me since I'm so incredibly incredible. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's your favorite Mary Poppins correspondent, Julia Toddler. It's this week in Geek History. Third of you knew what I was talking about. You knew the reference, darling. June 17th, 1980. Atari's Asteroids and Lunar Lander become the first two video games to be registered with the US Copyright Office. Wow, really? 1980. June 17th, James Weldon Johnson, writer, poet, is the first black admitted to Florida Bar as a co-author of Lift Every Voice and Sing, a.k.a. the Black National Anthem, a.k.a. the only anthem that we stand for, born 1871, June 17th. Also this week, speaking of lifting every voice and singing, uh, Juneteenth, also known as Juneteenth Independence Day or Freedom Day, is an American holiday that commemorates June 19th, 1865, the announcement of the abolition of slavery in the U.S. state of Texas, and more generally the emancipation of enslaved African Americans throughout the former Confederate States of America. That's right, it's June 19th, 1865, a full two years after the Emancipation Proclamation was published. Why it took two and a half years for the people to find out? Um, some would say mail carriers. Some would say harvest season. It's up to you. It's a very brief look into this geek and week history. This week in geek history brought to you by uh, your boy Hotwing, because damn. <laughs> Back to you, Len. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we also want to make you aware that next Thursday, June 27th, the Black Tribbles will not be in the studios of WPPM LP mm-hmm. 106.5 mm-hmm. FM. No, mm-hmm. where we're going to be, I'll tell you exactly where we're going to be. We're going to be coming to you live. Live? Um, 
World Cafe Live, where the Roddenberries will be celebrating their new album release, and the Black Tribbles will be in the building. You know Say the Roddenberries. What? They're the galaxy's premier Star Trek-defied multimedia sci-fi rock cabaret. Holy cats. Who melded in Philadelphia in 2012 from a passionate love of sci-fi and fantasy, and especially Star Trek, and boldly go where no star band has gone before. This fun, energetic, nine-piece troupe of professional musicians, cabaret performers, filmmakers, dancers, and educators is truly a unique spectacle to behold and entertains both geeks and muggles alike. And now, after a one-year mission with Grammy Award-winning producer Joe the Butcher Nicola, the Roddenberries have just finished production of their explosive second album, Eat the Roddenberries. Mm -hmm. And they are going to be celebrating that album release next Thursday, June 27th at World Cafe Live with very special guest J.G. Hertzler, a.k.a. Mark Talk, from Star Trek Deep Space Nine fame. And the Black Tribbles will be in the building. Go to blacktribbles.com slash events. Get all of the information. Find out how you can get tickets. Tickets are on sale right now. We are going to be in the building. It is going to be insane. It's going to be a lot of fun next Thursday. The Black Tribbles and the Rottenberries getting down just for the funk of it. Hey. Yeah. And right now, we're going to return to the Saturday morning fun here on Black Tribbles on WPPM 106.5 FM, Philly Cam, People Powered Media in the City of Brotherly Love and Sisterly Affection. We've been talking about those Spielberg Saturdays so far. Huh? Are we still British? So now what you mean? Oh, okay. Sorry. (laughs) Lauren's going to be outside waiting for me. Got jokes, do ya? <laughs> <laughs> do you think you're funny? Is that what's going on? You've got jokes. <laughs> you got from Governor. Be like, yo, Lauren, don't hurt me. No, no, I just want to talk. I just want to talk. <laughs> just want to talk, bruv. Bruv, I just want to talk. Exactly. What are you gonna do? Um, Tom Moore is in the building, ladies and gentlemen. Tom Moore the third. Tom Moore. Now, let's oh yeah, put it with a buck go. Before we uh, keep it moving, for people what? that don't know. Tom definitely have has geek bona fides in this game. Uh, how long you been uh, geeking, Tom? Uh, since I could read, which was two. Yeah. 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 What, what's your what, what's your big geek? What you geek out the most about, man? I think my big thing is movies and comics. Yeah. I really took movies apart. Uh, I just really loved them. And then uh, comics, my collection is way larger than any grown man should have. Oh, wow. So, yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Do you know what the oldest comic book, like, do you have any comic books from when you were a kid? My original collection got taken by my parents, which guaranteed for the rest of my life as an act of rebellion, I would maintain a collection of my own. But some of my collection goes back to the Gold's Key stuff in the 50s. Oh, nice. Um, I've got 60s, Fantastic Four. I've got all kinds of stuff that, that goes back. Do you have one, like... Prize possession, like like Vince, my partner on the show mission. His he has a huge comic book collection too, but his pride, his prize possession is a the treasury edition of Superman versus Muhammad Ali. Okay, and and his 
he's never even replacing it and it's dog because it's like from when he was a kid right. it's like the oldest comic book that he has that's his prized possession what's your prize I have possession? two um one of course um is the Ostrander run of Suicide Squad there was the first time nice. I ever I think it was like issue 17 and it was the first time I had ever as a kid seen some a hero die in a comic it was oh. never an option if you read Spider-Man or Batman or anything like that the hero got out of it and this was something where they introduced somebody and you thought they were going to have a future and then they died in the same issue uh, who was that? It, I want to say Killer Shrike yes 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 she yeah. died in the same issue and I was sitting there like record scratch like what just happened mm. and that to me told me that comics could be anything and then of course my name is full killer tribble because of steve gerber's run because it was the first time i ever saw a comic that seemed to have insight on the larger world like i was 17 and he not to go too far into it but he equated um the rise of materialism with a real estate developer based out of new york uh, <laughs> mostly in the 80s at the time was the Ooh. figurehead <laughs> of I evil for him and, I wonder who it could be. It was very hmm. prescient, and it was the first time I ever saw a comic that seemed to be literature, and that just had a huge mark to me. So those are my prizes possession. Other stuff is more valuable, but those yeah. are my prizes. No, I don't blame you. That, that's dope. That's that's really cool. And we, uh, this is not your first time here on the no. Black Tribbles, and hopefully it will not be your last. Hey, whatever uh, you call, I'll come, as long as the car runs. But yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Thank you. Thank you for hanging out with Thanks us. For having me. Talking about Spielberg Saturdays, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we we went in on Freakazoid. We went in on Tiny Toons. I think, and to me, okay. when you talk about Steven Spielberg and Amblin um, Entertainment, his company, and them teaming up with Warner Brothers to to create like this these these monumental pieces of history you know children's history the peak to me there's two peaks the full title steven spielberg presents the animaniacs right and pinky in the brain and i know pinky in the brain is a spinoff of animaniacs but yeah but i just love pinky in the brain yeah. but let's go let's go to animaniacs which i think is arguably like the zenith of of their work uh the animaniacs which was this second animated series from amblin entertainment um first premiered on the fox network yeah. as part of fox kids from 1993 to 1995 before moving to kids wb where it ran until the series ended in 1998 it initially ran a total of 99 episodes and one film, and that film was called Ooh. Wacko's Wish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Animaniacs was a variety show with short skits featuring a large cast of characters. While the show had no set format, the majority of the episodes were composed of three short mini episodes, each starring a different set of characters and bridging segments. Hallmarks of the series included its music, character catchphrases and humor directed at a adult audience and the premise was basically that the warner siblings who were yakko wacko, wacko and, and dot, dot 
live in the water tower of the Warner Brothers Studio, which is actually a thing on the Warner Brothers Studio lot in Burbank, California. However, these characters from the series had episodes in various places and periods of time. The Animaniac characters interacted with famous people, creators of the past and present, as well as mythological characters and, and characters from contemporary pop culture and television. Oh, it was just heaven yeah i, I love anime i think one of the things that that gave that show validity was it paid homage to mm-hmm. the pioneers of animation yes so they all had that weird and anim- black animal white gloved sambo-esque looking mm-hmm. mickey mouse vibe mm-hmm. which but- actually dates back to the pre-mickey mouse waldo no, Oswald. Yeah. Oswald, yeah, yeah. who was actually the rabbit that preceded Mickey Mouse. <laughs> right? But then they also had the the red dot to, you know, pay homage to um, Fleischer. Fleischer. Oh, the anime. Uh, oh, um, is it Max Fleischer? Max, Max, Max Fleischer, Max yes. Fleischer, yeah. Which, you know, his studio did Betty Boop and Felix the Cat and, and all of them. Popeye and all that. Right. So. Superman. Yes, yeah, Superman. It had a really good. um <laughs> Way to to tie to pay you know to nod to all the older stuff, bringing in you know on even if on a subliminal level some you know kids grandparents mm-hmm. right, um, and also doing you know and and also paying you know p- attention to that old Hollywood uh, studio uh, glam euphoria right back then you know everything happened on the studio very very little things happen on studios now everything is cgi or it's on location you know back in the day everything was made in-house yeah um, that's a great point so they kind of you know paid a nod to that because even at, at that point you know 90 whatever what 95 to 98 93 93 to 98, 93 to 98 that's kind of what's jurassic park happened in 93 like that was you know, towards the beginning of the end of studio problems. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, especially in in California. If anything, people were filming. The only studio, the biggest studio, people were going to was in London. Right. Mm-hmm. So you know, it was it was definitely like a nod to, you know, the, the foundations that built the industry that it's, uh, you know, parroting, satiring almost at, at some points. Yeah, because um, the Warner kids were actually three. The the story was that. Yakko, Wacko, and Dot were cartoon stars from the 30s mm-hmm. right. who were locked away in the Warner Brothers water tower until the 1990s when they escaped. Right. And then... That's, that got, took a long time to dig that tunnel. Well, see, that's yeah. a great point that you brought up because back then you had the studio contract. So it wasn't like you could be Denzel and you could work here, there, that. You were signed with Warner Brothers for three years. Yep. So the studio was just everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I just thought that was really neat. Um, and the fact that they were able to ground the show in some type of reality, even though there was no clear, concise point as to like adventures or anything like that. It wasn't like a school that the Tiny Toons kids were in. Um, they Between these segments, between the segments of, of Pinky and the Brain, between the segments of uh, uh, Ralph and Rita, between the segments of, of Slappy the Squirrel, you would see them running back and forth. And getting chased by studio security. <laughs> you know Ralph. what I mean? Yep. You would see them uh even they would they would even pause in their running to sing the opening for one of these, you know, segments. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So they did a really good job of making it a variety show without grounding the main characters in one set place or time. Yeah. It was a cool show. All the characters you mentioned, Ralph the security guard, uh Doctor 
Dr. Otto Scratch and Sniff, yeah, yeah, who was yes. their psychiatrist, mm-hmm. and his assistant named Hello oh, Nurse. Nurse. I think she had a name, didn't she? It was no. Nurse? It, it was. It was Hello, Hello Nurse. Nurse. Oh, I remember them calling her yeah, Nurse. They something. keep saying that. They called her Hello <laughs> Nurse. No, I mean, like, he referred to her yeah. as Nurse. Something Whatever her other. last name is, yeah. They would say hello, nurse. Uh, Slappy Squirrel with her nephew, Skippy, um, who was an octogenarian cartoon up, star. Uh, crack me up. He had Rita and Runt. Yep. Buttons and Mindy. Rita and Runt, Rita voiced by the Broadway legend Bernadette Peters, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, the, the voice acting on, the, on this show was incredible. You had Buttons and Mindy. Mm-hmm. Chicken Boo. Which is a lassie thing that most kids watching it had no idea, so it was definitely for their parents. No. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's no way. Hello, you got lady. That. I remember Chicken Boo, because Chicken Boo was a six foot chicken who wished to live as a human. <laughs> so he keeps wearing chicken flimsy disguises. Yeah. Oh my god, god yes. You uh, don't uh, act like the other chickens do. You wear a disguise to look like human guys, but you're not a man, you're a chicken boo. <laughs> <laughs> and he would get himself into the weirdest, obvious situations, and people would be like, "Oh yes, it's uh the it's Boo Schwartz, it's it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's the most greatest action star ever." And then something would happen, and his wig would get snacked. Right, and they'd right. be like, "He's a giant chicken." chicken. <laughs> Mindy Kaboom was another one. Oh. Yeah, I was just looking. I was just looking at uh, Katie Kaboom. Katie Kaboom. Katie oh, Mindy Minx was the one. Uh, Katie, Minerva Minx. My bad. Katie Kaboom, a teenage girl who morphs into various violent, destructive monsters when things do not go her way. Oh God, that just said that sounds teenager. Teenager. Yeah, I'm about to say that sounds like uh, too much like real life. Minerva <laughs> Minerva Mink was an attractive young mink, voiced by Julie Brown. Um. We said Buttons and Mindy. Chicken boo, what's the matter with you? <laughs> That's going to be stuck in my head all day now. Man, I'm sorry. This is the peak. I mean, I like picking the brain, but this is the peak. Yo, here, all right. So the thing that- Oh, this is what I, would, this is what I remember. The Good Feathers. Yeah, yeah Good Feathers are awesome. they were the other ones. You talking to me? Yeah. You're talking to me? Italian-American trio of pigeons. Cool, cool. Uh-huh. <laughs> as far back as I can remember. Ver- always, all the, always good feathers. Voiced by Maurice LaMarche, uh, Joe Mariana, and Chick Venera. Influenced by the Ray Liotta, Robert De Niro, and Joe Pesci characters in Goodfellas. The God Pigeon? Yes. Oh. You know what? You're so funny, Pesto. Oh, what do you, what what do you mean I'm funny? What do you mean I'm funny? Am I a clown? Over what do you mean I'm funny? <laughs> you gotta give, it's got to be high. <laughs> I am funny. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and the bull wouldn't help. He would just sit there and laugh. He would just laugh. Your boy's getting rolled on and he would just laugh. He would just laugh. I, was, I remember as a kid being like, That's not his friend. No, <laughs> they're not good friends. That's not his That's friend. That's what show taught you. I'm still fighting. Oh man! Oh God! There was a, a lot of good stuff on this show. Um, oh man! I'm, I'm looking at everybody here. Yeah, I, I, still, I, I know a couple of people that can still do uh, the countries uh, when. Oh, the song. Was it Wacko or Yakko? Yakko. Yeah, Yakko was the like he's the head singer. Well, Wacko did the states in their capitals. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Right. But, but the countries, did the countries of the world, and countries is the one. Countries is the one because I think um, 
Rob Paulson did yeah. did his right. voice, and that's the one where whenever he goes, that's the his most requested thing to do. Yeah. yeah, right. I think I can do all of the Americas, but when it starts getting to Europe and Africa, I get yeah, yeah. And it if it's frustrating because I know my countries, you know what I mean. But to do it to in that in, yeah, in, in, to sing it, yeah, I can do the music. Yeah, right. yeah <laughs> I think. United States, Canada, Mexico, Panama, Haiti, Jamaica, Peru, Republic, Dominica, Cuba, Caribbean, Greenland, El Salvador, too, Puerto Rico, Colombia, Venezuela, Honduras, Guyana, and still Guatemala, Bolivia, then Argentina, and Ecuador, Chile, Brazil, Costa Rica, Belize, Nicaragua, Bahamas, Bahamas, Tobago, San Juan, Paraguay, Uruguay, Suriname, and French Guiana, Barbados, and Guam, India, Pakistan, Burma, Afghanistan, Germany, now in peace. Independent in Greece. That's when you distract him. Look at the birdie. And the rest. That's how you get through that right there. The best is going back and listening to that and hearing how many countries aren't countries anymore. Yeah, don't exist anymore. You're like, wait, that's not even a place. Oh, boy. Right? How about that? Yeah, Animaniacs was like, that was like must see television. Yeah, it was, and it's a great big universe, and we're that, all really. You know what? Puny. I was just, just about to say that little specks about the size of Mickey Rooney. <laughs> the thing about the <laughs> thing about that, as insane as this was, and this is what separated it to me from all the from others. all the rest of them, because it was funny, it was inventive. You never knew what was going to happen. It didn't talk down to you. No, and. Like the best of television, if you pay attention, you walk away with something. You do. I learned something. You know, and, and and not just the countries, but just like the one you were just talking about, how the universe it's a big is. Universe. Yeah. It's like just the perspective that that really puts into a young kid's head mm-hmm. is like really, really deep when you sit and think about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. The fact that Slappy Squirrel. Was funny and and absurd, but she was also an op, uh, octogenarian cartoon character. Yeah, she was an older person. She right. was like obviously like somebody. She was his aunt, but that was obviously his great aunt's life. That was his grandmother's sister. You mm-hmm. know right. What I mean, so it was like a generational thing too. Who was still laughing. Who was still spry? Yeah. Who, who had it? Was on the on the ball? Um, it was just really just a very smart. Show and like I, like we said about Tiny Toons. After the second season of Tiny Toons, almost a lot of the voice actors, well, they did uh, double work, but most of the animators went to Animaniacs. Yeah, and because of how like energetic and different Animaniacs was, you you never know which what script you were going to get. Mm-hmm. Those animators. Stayed for the entire run. There's mm-hmm. not really a bad year right. on there. You know what I mean? I like the fact the thing that impressed me the most about it was that it had different theme songs. Mm-hmm. Like they would just they would change a couple of lines every now and again. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it's the same theme song. They just had two parts. Yeah, they would just yeah. yeah like I know they had to do an update about the Bill Clinton. They did yeah, the Bill Clinton one, and what was the other one? Then when picking the brain left, they switched. Yeah, it. they yeah, switched yeah, yeah. out. Right, yeah. right. Because picking picking the brain. As big as Animaniacs was, and all, of all of their characters, Pinky in the Brain was, they broke out. They they were just, which I never got because it was a one trick pony. True, but it, okay, it, it, but you just said it because I was like, 
the Pinky and the Brain show is the same plot every time. So why and then it's an Orson Welles reference and like who even who even knew it was an Orson Welles reference? But you didn't have to know it was Orson Welles. You didn't have to know that. But that's that, what that was, the that joke was, was. That was the great thing about that whole that whole like from Animaniacs to Pinky and the Brain. There was so much stuff that it was it was a joke for like nine people. That my still my favorite joke on that entire show was uh they were it was they they were like doing the mystery thing and he he tells Dot to go dust for Prince. And she says, I found Prince. And she's carrying Prince. <laughs> and then he goes, no, fingerprints. And she's he like, looks, she looks at him, and he looks at her, and she's like, I don't think so. Like, <laughs> that's amazing. That's an amazing that's joke. An, that is an astounding joke. And if you like, you look at the faces, and they're yeah. all like, what's mm. going to happen here? There's no way that a, a nine-year-old should not know what that means. I, I it shouldn't have any context for them at all. I didn't know but if you're a parent watching that, you're losing your teeth. But even more so than that, a lot of people don't realize that Yakko, especially, his persona was a lot of, <clears throat> a lot of his double takes and stuff were based on the uh, um, classic historical comedian Jack Benny. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But, it's all vaudeville. It's all these Jewish comedians. But people, but you don't have to know that. Yeah, you don't have because to know that. Funny because funny is funny. funny. Yeah. Just like you don't need to know that Pinky is an Orson Welles riff. You don't need to know but it. But her point, coming back to her point, which is it's one plot. It's one trick pony. It's a good trick. It's a really good trick. But that's why you can't compare the two shows. It's one plot stretched over multiple seasons versus Animaniacs, which... I say this about very few shows. It's clever. How many shows do you watch? Like, we yeah. all watch a bunch yeah. of television. Yeah. How many shows do you walk away and you're like, that was just clever? Like, I'm like, we just started watching Fleabag and we're like, Fleabag is so good. That's clever. I don't say that about stuff. Yeah. I can say that about Animaniacs. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's funny, but you're not. That's but, really but not clever. clever. Yeah. And Animaniacs was, was clever on a lot of levels. Yes. Yeah. On, on lots and, of levels. And, and also just the strength that they were all original characters. Yeah, some of them might have been. A parody of, but all of Tiny Toons we had archetypes okay. for. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, they even were on the show sometimes. Yeah, as professors, which was cool. It was right. definitely a blatant next generational shift kind of deal. But Animaniacs, just, just original content. It was one of the last times... You know that we we saw this influx of original. We're just people are just throwing stuff at the wall. Boom! Let's see if it sticks. Let's try this. Let's try an ensemble piece that talks about um, all of the events in history. Boom! Mm-hmm. Hysteria. Okay, it's, people aren't wanting to learn. Fine. Let's do Freakazoid. Boom! Like they were just throwing stuff at the wall to see if it would stick instead of rebooting old properties and trying to make them work over and over and over again. Because they could have easily done. You know, after Tiny Tunes. It could have been a, a, a WP. Yeah, it could have been. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Stab in the dark here. It, it, it could have been a, a, a plucky duck show. You know right. what I mean? They right. could have doubled down on Tiny Toons and tried to make it more creative, but they were like, "No, let's do Animaniacs." I think the one that won that, and I could be wrong on this, but if memory serves, the one that won them one of the awards was uh, the international episode. Where everything was done in a different language. Even the the theme song was sung in like Dutch or something. Yeah, and oh, I forgot about that. And yeah, all too. of the different um, episodes were in different languages. So so um, not Rita and Runt. Buttons and Mindy was in French, right? She was a Parisian kid, and everything was just the voice actors are speaking French, so there were subtitles. Um, 
and just a bunch of other cool stuff that was going down in that episode that, you know, it just, it forced kids to, it forced the audience to broaden their horizons a little bit. You know what I mean? Without poking fun at the culture that they were trying to incorporate, without dumbing it down, like Len said, like they just put everything at this really cool, uh, accessible level that both challenged and was comforting all at once. It was just really well done. Um, and it's a shame that there's nothing, I mean, no, there's stuff out there like that now, but not in the same way. No, not in the same way. Not, not, not something that's that entertaining and that glib, but what you're talking about where it's like, hey, I saw that, you know, where are those places? Well, I kind of would want to do that. Well, I never knew about that. There's nothing quite like that. Yeah. Uh, Animaniacs' first major award came in 1993 when the series won a Peabody Award in its debut season. Yeah. Then in 1994, Animaniacs was nominated for two Annie Awards, one for Best Animated Television Program, the other for Best Achievement for Voice Acting for Frank Welker, who's virtually a god in voice <laughs> acting. Yeah, really. Uh, Animaniacs also won two Daytime Emmys. Emmy Awards, remember them, for Outstanding Achievement in Music Direction and Composition, an Outstanding Original Song for their main title theme. Mm -hmm. They were nominated four times in 1995 for the, for the Annie Awards. In 1996, they won two more Daytime Emmy Awards. In 1997, they were nominated again for Annie Awards. They won two more Daytime Emmy Awards. Yo, like... When all is said and like done... like Stevie Wonder over here. Animaniacs... <laughs> set a record for the most daytime Emmy Awards in the field of outstanding achievement in musical direction and composition. So their songs just always would just bring it, bring it down the house. In 2009, IGN named Animaniacs the 17th best animated television series. And then on September of 2013, Animaniacs was listed among TV Guide's 60 greatest TV cartoons of all time. 17 top anime? 17th. I need to see who these I, other 16 are. I, That's the debatable. We need to run this pocket. IGN. Well, I mean, I, <coughs> what? Because if Ben 10 is above Animaniacs, I'm burning something down. Wait, I'm pretty uh, sure Ben 10 is ben not 10 above. Not even on the list. I'm going to set something on fire, y'all. I'm going to let you know I'm, right now. I'm, something's going up in Smith Oak. I, I don't mean cosplay triple. I, I, I'm sure I Ben Ten is not the is a, I, I'm sure I got a funny feeling. Tom's looking up the list. Man. I am looking up the list because I feel some kind of way. You saw my lip, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay, seventeen. Can I can I can think of maybe four off the top of my head that I would put above. Is it seventeen it. of all time? It's all time. All time. Yeah. So seventeenth of all time, oh, all which time, is yeah. still, and that's television. Animated series, so that's prime time. Cart. They got know. the max at sixteen. The what? The, the max? max. The max was not better than anything. Oh, oh my god! Right. Whoa, 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 whoa. So, so let's read from sixteen up. All right, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna give it to you. The max is sixteen. The max that that that's a that's no. no. Which is a dope show, but not better than Wait Animaniacs. Minute. Which max is that? The max. The, the, the weird double, one with the guy with the, the teeth. Are you serious? That yeah, the same that's the my point, man. That, that should not no be sense. hired. That was the MTV show. The yeah. Purple Homeless Dude. Based on a comic book. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Get out of here. Right, SpongeBob is number 15. Debatable. I have never no. been in a mood where where I didn't want to watch SpongeBob, so <laughs> I'm going to let that go. I'm okay. It could be the middle of the night. You got okay kidney stones. You can watch SpongeBob. I'm okay with that. Okay, SpongeBob is debatable. All right, 14, Cowboy Bebop. Okay. 
I, I'll give Cowboy yeah. Bebop. Thirteen is X Men. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. Nope. I, I know there. Are, I know people love X Men, but on animation alone, no. X Men doesn't even belong on this no. list. Ooh. Nope. So far, wow. Ren and wow. Stimpy Shots is twelve. Fired. No, no, nope. no. no. See, that's what I'm saying. It's too low. Rocking Bullwinkle is eleven. That is defensible. But that's a, that that that's defendable. That could that's that's history right Rocky there. Rocky and Bullwinkle was a that's a clever that. show. I I would take Max off of there and put Rocky and Bullwinkle above Animaniacs, but but then you're right. marginally. Keep Mar- going. Neon Genesis Evangelion. That's an anime. Yeah, I, I I can see that being there. The Flintstones at number nine. Uh, yeah, see that was can't one touch of, it. That would have been one of my four. Why it's not better than the Jetsons though? No, yes it is. Futurama at number eight. Futurama strong. That episode with the dog. Futurama. I was sitting with my wife, and I was trying to be strong. It's just like I can't cry at Futurama. I skip that episode every time because I'm like, nope, nope. The, the no episode tears. with the dog is is. Yeah. But bro, it's I was sitting there with my Jasmine's looking at me like, what's happening? And I'm like, I'm like I, yeah. If you want to see one episode of Futurama, no, that but, one will not pilf- All right, seven. Family Guy. That is some mess. No. Get it out of here. 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 IGN, I'm calling out your list. That's yeah. not on. It's fraudulent. From Six, 10 years ago. Uh, it's defensible. It's the tick. Yeah, tick is. Tick. Tick is not better than Animaniacs. No, no but not. I'm saying in terms of being at the top, in top. It's not better than Animaniacs. I'm not saying it's better than Animaniacs. I'm not saying it's top. I don't know if I put that in the top 20. Like oh. to me, you gotta you gotta have some long. You gotta have at least a little bit of skin in the game, unless you just funny. unless you did one fantastic season that yeah. just the blew it out the water. Funny, though, then you that, gotta have some. Like the tick did not last. No. Yeah, it, yeah I see your was, point on that one. It was quality. All right, Beavis and Butthead was five. What? No. 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 I'm not feeling it. Um, South Park at four. No. 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 What are they talking I, about? Influence or like I, caliber? I have never enjoyed South Park. Me never. neither. The only, the only thing I ever remotely amused me at South Park, there was like a couple of minutes in the movie that made me laugh. No, South Park's made me laugh and it's been around for a while. <laughs> so I, 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 I can I can defend South Park being, I can, yeah. being in the in the top ten. Um I still don't know if I put it over Animaniacs, but does it no. even count though? Because it's technically stop motion. It's still, it's, an, animation. it's still animation. It's animation. Yeah. It's animation. Looney Tunes at 03. That's, number three. See, now, I call foul on that because Looney Tunes, it, I don't know what, I have to imagine they're talking about the show that was basically right. a collection of the shorts. Right, yeah. right. The shorts, one, were made for the movies. They actually right. were in the movies first. Right. And, and therefore, the... The yeah. series itself is basically a clip show. It really yeah. is just showing those shorts. So it's not really an animated series. So I would call I would call foul on that one. It's just so influential. It's the elephant in the room. If, if yeah. you're gonna say no, you're just like Bugs Bunny. You're gonna say no to Bugs Bunny, and I think that's the position you're. No, in. I would because I bet Mickey Mouse is not on there, and that is it's not saying that he's not a. You know, a bigger character than the Animaniacs, him or Bugs Bunny, but neither of them had a long-lasting television animated series. So no, they're not on this. On it didn't last. It didn't last. (laughs) (laughs) You knew you meant. (laughs) And we knew what the top two are: Batman the animated series is number two, and the Simpsons. Simpsons is number one. So out of this all, all right, we can all agree uniformly. 
The Simpsons, Batman. Beavis and Butthead is garbage. Should not be up here. Beavis and Butthead doesn't belong here. Family Guy should all, not be up first here. First of all, Animaniacs not only shouldn't be number 17, Animaniacs nope. should be in the, in the top 10. Yes. Yeah. Arguably the top Facts. five. Yeah. yeah. Facts. Facts. All right. Facts. So you're talking, I'll, I'll give you The Simpsons. I'll give you Batman. Arguably, with some people, I'll give you The Flintstones for history. Um, Simps, uh, uh, some people would disagree, but I'll throw South Park because what? We'll, yeah, I, I, it I has could, its fans and right. it's been it's, it's, it's been around forever, for, forever. And who else is on that list? Futurama. I love Futurama. Futurama's so. good. No, honestly, there's a show. Uh, there's a show in my mind. There's two shows in my mind that should be there that aren't there, and I understand. And that is um, Venture Brothers. Yep. Oh, never mind. Venture Brothers and Avatar: The Last Airbender. Yeah. Is there enough Rick and Morty for it to be on here? No, no. no. Rick and Morty don't belong on that there. Doesn't belong. On but there. Avatar: The Last. Av- now, this was, was in two thousand nine. Avatar: The Last Airbender was before two thousand nine. So, okay. so yes. that should definitely be there. If you were making it now, I would say you probably put Steven Universe up there somewhere. Oh yeah, absolutely. But, but, but. Talking about in 2009, Avatar should definitely be on there. Um, and I would say I would make an argument for for either the Venture Brothers. I'm looking. I'm scrolling. It's not. I'm at thir- right about 30. I don't see it yet. Although the critic is 26. King of the Hill is 27. Oh, I like Hill. The critic. The, the, critic, the critic was good. The critic. Critic was. Was, awesome, a, was another dude. one that was great for the time. Like that was that was yeah. hella dated. Yeah. But it was funny. And King of the yeah. Hill was good. I would. King of the Hill. King, King of the Hill was what I was going to say. King of the Hill for me is top ten. Yeah. I it's very underrated. It's very so underrated. many levels, man. Yeah. If you're going, if you got to have Mike Judge up there, I take yeah, Beavis yeah, off. Yeah. Take that way off. And I put King of the Hill. King of the Hill. Yeah. You got to swap that. Yeah. Funny. How is Ducktales not on this list? Ducktales. Not even the new one, like the original. Ducktales was was eighteen. I think it was right behind Animaniacs. Get the f out of here! There's well, no Ducktales is behind Animaniacs, is but go- it's too close. But, but there's no way that the Tick gets rated higher, and I love the Tick. There's no way that the Tick gets rated higher than Ducktales. This whole list is fraud. Oh no, no, that's mm. Ducktales was such an influential show. It had two video games and a reboot recently that's lit, bro. I would get. I would put Ducktales above the Tick. If for no other reason than DuckTales lasted longer than the Tick. Yeah. I, I I think that's a good argument. Tiny Toons Adventures is 41. I still haven't hit uh, Venture Brothers. Is Samurai Gargoyles Jack is up there. there. That's good. Samurai Gargoyles. Jack. I just saw him scroll past 43. it. 43, yeah. Which yeah. one did you say, Aaron? Samurai Gargoyles. Jack. Gargoyles. See, Garg- see, see, Gargoyles is another show oh. that it's probably on there, but... It didn't last long. No. They changed the animation, and it. Well, I mean, so you skip the le- like the the Goliath Chronicles. We ignore that, but, every, goes, it's but everything before that was tight. That was a fantastic. Gargoyles show. is ranked forty five on this list. And it's this in front of the Jetsons. Uh, That's some random stuff. This you, is random. you know what? I would put that ab- uh, in front of the Jetsons. I, Everybody kneels at the altar of the Jetsons. One, the Jetsons only lasted a season. It's not that entertaining. Well, are you serious? Yes. And everybody, you can't See, believe again, it. Again, that's one of those shows. It's like, <laughs> I felt like I watched so much Jetsons. Yeah, yeah. just had it on loop. That, well, this was back in the days when a season was like 39 shows. There was nothing yeah. else to watch. Mm-hmm. So it was literally <laughs> 39. Sh- and, and the Jetsons was very much, you know, Flintstones in space. Right. So, to your point. So I, 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 I throw it. And I'm, I'm curious. Not. Picking the brains, forty-seven. That's about right. Where's Scooby Doo? It wasn't in that top ten. 
Ugh. I mean, I, I, I'm tired of Scooby Doo, but I gotta get a, I gotta I get a dog a bone. Because I'm like Thunder. Hey, I see what you did there. Like, come on, Scoob, that was perfect. <laughs> where's Thunder Justice League Unlimited? Oh, that, where's Justice League Unlimited? That's Justice my... League Unlimited. That is my show, and I think they had that. It's higher, and uh, to me, it should be higher. Justice League Unlimited to me is a be... love letter to comics. Period. Yeah, yeah it should just, be top twenty. Yeah, Justice League. I'm, it's I'm number taking, twenty. I'm taking Justice League Unlimited over Batman. Uh, any, any, day, any day of the week and twice on Sunday. Here's the reason oh, why you can't do that. Lord can't, have mercy. The reason why you can't do that is because you don't have Justice League Unlimited without Batman. I, I don't doubt that's the absolute truth, and that's the reason why you can't. I, that's the absolute truth. You can't. But it, it, it's like, honestly, Justice League Unlimited for me is like my kids. Like they're so much better than me. There would be no my kids without me, but there it's just so much better. I agree. Oh, I, can't criticize the show. I, ag- I agree that Justice League, the animation is more consistent and the and the stories are more or more a little bit more varied, but you don't have it without Batman. And Batman, nope. considering like you just said, Batman could very much be a one trick pony if you yep. if you make it ha- if you if you want. It never and, got that. Point. And it never got that. Never got Batman that. Batman was so good. The, it launched properties out of like Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. All the Harley Quinn stuff is out of Batman. They had to, they had to put them in a book. Mr. Yeah. Freeze. They all to, all they, that stuff was they not. They changed his whole story. They changed yeah. Freeze's whole story yep. based yeah. on the, the animated series. Venture Brothers is number 56, by the way. Huh. Freakazoid's 53. Really? Get the F out of here. There's no way that Freakazoid's ranked higher than Venture Brothers. It's ranked higher than He Man. Well, I mean. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Me. Well, well, okay, but f- to be fair about Venture Brothers, this is 2009. That's 10 years ago. How many seasons of Venture Brothers is there in 2009? That's true. A bunch. I mean, it's maybe two or three. No, it's got to be more than that. Well, I don't know. Because Venture Brothers was like 02, 03. Okay. Mm. So you're looking at five. As much as I love Venture Brothers, I recognize that Venture Brothers has a very niche audience. Now it does, yeah. Huh. Originally, it was a little, uh, a little more broad, but as they started buying into their own mythos, it got more and more tight. I would say. Because I've since- where's Fat Albert? Where's the brothers? Where's, where's where's Jackson Five? Didn't they have a cartoon? I used to love that show. <laughs> it was so weird. <laughs> <laughs> it was so weird, man. Holy wait, smoke the Boondocks is ninety four. No, no, no. That's just that's another. Yo, well, honestly, I, that's another one of those things. I'll take th- the first three seasons of the Boondocks over most pretty television. much anything. I'm sorry, but over that, most television that last, in general. That last, that last season, season of Boondocks oh, was, was weak. It was that, trash. that was terrible. Because that wasn't at the like the plantation. Like they got. I was like, what is? It was happening? the slavery thing. Yeah, I they had, became I, slaves to pay off the debt. Yeah, I and was, I was like, bring the bring dude back. Yeah, Aaron was because Aaron wasn't involved. Yeah, well, I don't know why back. you would decide it's to do the show back. without yeah. Aaron Magruder. So well, it's coming excited. back. Oh, it's coming back, but I don't know why Sony would even make that decision. I don't know. I don't know. Because they wanted to keep it moving. Uh, same reason. <laughs> same reason. There was a third season of Chappelle's show, dude. They were like, "Hey, people yeah. like this." But it was four but, episodes. Yeah, All right, I mean, Fat Albert was was eighty two. Eighty two. Wow. Well, here's the thing. Fat That's because Cosby ruined everything. Well, well. Yeah, but this not is not in two thousand nine. Yeah, not in two thousand nine. But here's the thing about Fat Albert. Fat Albert is historic. But even as a kid, I did quickly get. I didn't enjoy it. Get bored of Fat right. Albert, and that's I, as a kid. I used to love that show. Dragon Ball Z is seventy eight. I feel like just that for be the higher. music alone. Whoa, Isaiah is. 
I hella yeah, disrespected right now. Like, Yo, you can't even get Isaiah. You all right, bro? You all right, bro? You all right? Ike, Ike, you all right? You all right? He dropped his clipboard. Yo, Facebook Live feed went down. What? Flipped a couple tables. I don't even watch the show, and I feel like that's wrong. Where's Pokemon? Your boy Matt. Big Matt. Where's Pokemon? Where's Where's Samurai Jack and stuff? Pokemon is seventy. Where? Where is he at? Pokemon is seventy. Well, Pokemon should be above Dragon Samurai Ball. Samurai Jack was I'll lower. Samurai Jack was what? It was lower. Hold on. Sam- oh, no, that was Afro Samurai was 90. At least it made the list. I'm glad it made it. Where's Wayne Head? <laughs> Samurai Shampoo on there? Bruh. What? Wow. Samurai Shampoo? They ain't got all the anime on here. No, though, but right? like that one's like just it's a little bit newer than uh, Cowboy Bebop. Like two yeah, but years. it's not better than Cowboy Bebop. But what, I did not see Samurai Shampoo. Also, I've never heard those two words together. Shampoo. Oh, shampoo. Yeah. I, I was like, oh, I was like, I didn't know they got the shampoo. I didn't know that would be a compelling show. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was actually Afro Samurai shampoo. And then, I don't know what's going on in no. these streets. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> shampoo in here yeah, and talk about it. Shampoo. Yeah. Tom is silly. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> shampoo. I. This is the crazy. This is a fun list. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm disagreeing with a lot of it. Fun. It is. Yeah, dude. I, Spawn it. is 65. I don't. Um, Spawn was fantastic. That was, that was that, the HBO, HBO was 65. You know what? You know what, Kennedy? I just tried to watch Spawn again. Like last, maybe two weeks ago. I, I couldn't make it. Was it the you animation drawing. or the script? It was the show. Yes, everything. Everything. It was just. <laughs> but you already know that Spawn is paced very slow. Like. Yeah, but this was just. Ooh. You tripping? Death Note was fifty-one. Yo, that was such utter trash, though. Wait a minute. So that means that is a that's above Dragon Ball. <laughs> I say a high. He's so mad. He's so mad. Samurai Jack is forty-three. We're, we're just done with the list. Just get, get we're done. Samurai Please Jack is forty-three. See, here was the thing. Here was the thing. Death Note had more lines and more yelling, so I guess it was better. I don't, I don't know. You know what? Speaking of which, that I didn't see Attack on Titan. How many seasons of that is there? That's, that's new. Isn't, yeah, it's yeah. That's new. It's like it's, it's his third season. I don't. Now? I don't know. Yeah, that's new. Yeah, it's that's new. That's and why. It's, and it's disturbing. I don't it just know announced why I'm a fourth one. <laughs> I tried to watch. I watched it. Only I only watched the first episode, and I was like, "Why is everyone yelling?" And then my wife well, got mad at me. Well, because they're being eaten. Well, it was even before that. He was just like, I want to join the guard. Why can't I? And I was because, like. Because they've seen people be eaten. Because. People uh, are being just like, I I need to stop watching it, but I now <laughs> I need to know. But every time I watch it, I'm like, why am I watching the show? It's crazy. That was me and the terror. The terror got so bad at a certain point. I got to like episode eight and I was like, this is just suffering. This is just yeah. suffering. Why am I watching this? So, yeah. I'm gonna tell y'all a movie that's on Netflix. I pretty much everybody in this building got uh, Netflix. Oh my! Are you about to? Okay, go ahead. No, 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 no. This is a movie I just found out about, and I just started watching. Um, it's called The Wandering Earth. That doesn't, that doesn't sound like it. It's a movie. It was a China, It was a big like Chinese like like sci-fi movie that was huge. It made seven hundred million dollars in China. And they, they seven hundred million yen, which is five dollars. Not in China. <laughs> what? Oh, no, sorry. China. That Chinese don't use yen. I didn't say yen. He did. Um, <laughs> I said seven hundred million dollars. Um, and, and they say it got a release here in, in the United States, and it, it came and went. I don't remember, but it's a bonkers story. And, and I'm not giving anything away because okay. they say it within the first five minutes. the The sun is 
expanding. It's growing for whatever reason. So they reason that in 100 years, the sun will basically destroy the earth because because how, how far it's growing. And then in 300 years, it will have engulfed the entire Milky Way. Jesus. So, yep. so they have to figure out a way to save the earth. So Wait, the sun? Yes. Our sun is taking over the entire Milky it's Way? It's growing. It's growing. So, it's sci-fi. I love it. So, anyway, so what they have to do, all of the governments of the Earth get together. Oh, is this all it took? And (laughs) we've been saying black lives matter, trans lives matter. We've been saying all the things. I mean, the polar bears is dying out this mother. The sun is going to eat the planet. All right, you know what? Maybe we should sit down and go. You know what? Maybe black lives do matter. Like, bro. So, they all get together and they... It sounds insane. They build 1,000 rockets into the Earth to basically turn the Earth into a ship. Okay. And then, okay with that. And then right. fl- to fly That's the Earth, leaps. they're okay. flying the Earth okay. to about four light years away. Okay. All right. Give in me more. the midst of the flight, Give me more. Earth gets caught up in the orbit of Jupiter. Give me more. Fair. So now feasible, feasible. they've got to find a way to pull themselves from Jupiter's orbit in time to save themselves <laughs> from getting devoured, from devoured by, the sun. by the sun. It's a live action movie. <laughs> yes, this is this. not anime. This <laughs> is live I want it all. action. What? And it is, on, it is on Netflix. It's a Chinese movie. I started watching it from the writer of and, like, and I started watching it while I was. <laughs> yeah, right. I started watching it while I was doing something. And I was like, "Oh, I, I, I can't, I can't watch this right now." So I have booked time on Saturday where I'm just going to sit and and watch this movie. And what's the name of it again? The Wandering Earth. Wandering Earth. Okay. That is the. Best thing I've ever that heard. It's just so life. much. It's so much. And when, when well, you I, hear all that and then you hear it's live action, you're like, yeah. what? I do like that it gets caught in another planet's orbit. Because that's that what is I nice. was thinking. I was like, you can't just fly away. Fly. <laughs> yeah, it's like there's gravitational pull happening. Nope. Nope. Yes, that's no. the logical obstacle in this no. scenario. Yes. No. Yeah. No. I need some basis of Sun goes to the, uh-uh. eat the Milky Way. Good. Rockets yeah. in the Earth's core. I'm fine. I'm fine but the gravitational pull is <laughs> asking too much of me as a viewer. Because the sun expanding is like happening as we speak. Right. So it's not right. even like that's not yeah. even the stretch. But Rockets into the planet. That's when you're like, all right, I understand this is fiction. I'm willing to suspend disbelief just a little bit. But the curveball is being caught up in Jupiter's gravitational pull because that's Legit. Jupiter's got moons bigger than this planet. Exactly. So could you imagine being on the planet and you were that guy responsible for calculations? (laughs) And the sun is growing, but Jupiter's not letting you go. And everybody's like, who is in charge? Who wrote those numbers? Everybody turns around and looks at Ray and he's like... (laughs) No, Ray's in the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) And he comes out and everybody's like... Ray got on a rocket and, and got off world real fast. They look, they look for the window. There's a rocket with Ray like this. It's like, I see the Jurassic Park. I got to go 
returns a videotape and he leaves. <laughs> they got to hack into his Hold station. Hold up a sign that says, my bad. <laughs> yeah, they go to hack into his terminal to find out the numbers and it's like, uh, 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 uh. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, we got to get out of here. Oh, my God. It's almost time. Oh, God. Tom, Tom, thank you so much, yeah. man. Thanks for Yo. Thank you. Thank you. Because you, you, you brought the funny, man. I appreciate it. Um, this show will be available for your download, stream, and pleasure. Come to more on BlackTrolls.com as well as on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher Radio. Stitcher Radio. And any place and every place a good podcast be, please, wherever you find your podcast, wherever you find the Black Tribbles, leave us a five-star rating and a review because that helps people find our show check out tribbles after dark on our youtube channel youtube.com slash black tribbles we got the geek dens up there you can actually take a peek at my house you can take a peek at vince's house grayland's house we got all types of action figures and geekery happen there um don't forget that the black tribbles love you so love us like and share there you go if you love us tell your friends we appreciate it yeah, we we really do. All right, we got to get out of here. For the full killer triple, for Storm Triple, Super Triple, the Uncanny Triple, Super Saiyan Triple, the Intern Triple, for all the triples at sea, for Roar Triple, Go Triple Go. Go Triple Go! Yeah, yo. And uh, one love to the Master Triple out there studying yes, hard to, to make himself better in school. Yep, yep. And um, there's always love in this room for the Spider Triple. Yes, Mwah. sir. This is the Bat Triple in parting, we say. Hailing frequencies closed, Captain. Bye-bye.